Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Joe Doring. I'm here at World Famous Corgan Hall. What's going on? It's Sammy Guevara, the best ever. And you, yes, you are listening to WrestleCast Radio, baby. WrestleCast Radio, it's the number one podcast in all of wrestling, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Richie Rude. Well, I'll tell you something, Bulldozer, I am impressed. I mean, I can't come out here and I can't squash an apple with my bare hands. It does show that you do have a lot of power, and you are a man to be respected. But, you know, I tell you, I can't come out here and I can't crush an apple, but there's one thing I can do. And that's get step into the ring and fight as hard as I know how to do and do the best job that I know how to do. And tonight, we're going to search for the next WWE Diva. Now, to vote for these beautiful young ladies, you have to vote. Go to, to, <laughs> go to, uh, go to uh, WWE, dial 86946. And vote for your favorite Diva Search contestant and text message your favorite Diva Search girl. And starting this moment from now, from this moment on, this will be the moment starting now of the genesis of McGillicuddy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me at this time... Brock Lesnar, Curtis Axel, and Paul Heyman. I just wanted to get your comments on what just transpired out in the ring there between your two clients and your former best friend, CM Punk. That's the best of the best of the best of the best of the best that this world has to offer. I'm the beast and the best in the world. Paul, say something stupid. You say your name is Finley and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. Wow! Can't say that. So you're the man that rules the world. They call me the Shockmaster. You've ruled the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes, we'll see you at the Fall Brawl at the War Games. Until then. <laughs> This is WrestleCast Radio with your hosts, Ryan Cook and Alex Mello. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, WrestleCast Radio, episode 118. Coming back at you. Been, a, been a, about an eight, nine day layoff. Uh, real life, obviously taking taking precedent, shoot job in the house. But what are you gonna do? It's uh, it's the life that we live. Excuse me, a second here. Got to plug in my chick machine, aka my cellular telephone. Alex is just having a little bit of a connection problem, but he should be here soon. We got four shows to review. 
the All Japan Champions Carnival this year, 2019. Been a really fun show. Um, I have finished six of the nights. Alex has finished four. So we're just going to rock and roll off of those. Um, we'll, you know, we'll, co- we'll come back soon here. I, I need to rewatch the main event of night six. I have a, a rating on it and everything, but I don't remember the finish. Well, no, I, I, I've tried watching it like three times in the middle of the night and I end up just falling asleep and I wake up and it's just, uh, like the all Japan credit screen where it just shows like every single date of all the different, uh, days of the of the champions carnival so it's kind of like you know you get to the end of the movie but you don't finish it and then you wake up and it's the credits and you're pissed but i mean i'm looking at the it's just just off of ratings alone um i got a four and a half i got a four and a half a three and a half two more three and a halves i got a four and three quarters slash five um you could argue once again i am torn between a four and three quarters and a five for the third time this year um no surprise it involves one Kenzo Miyahara once again. I mean this guy is this guy is running away with the rest of the year by landslide for me. Um moving over here. Oh, I opened the wrong schedule because suddenly I had Shinyeoki versus Soma Takao and that's definitely not what I'm trying to do. Let me give me one second, let me open these correct blocks up here. I, I don't know how I got my Grand Prix open. There we go. Champions Carnival. Um, I got another three and a half, another three and a half, a three and three quarters, a three and a half, um, a three and a half, a four and a quarter, another three and a half. I mean, it is, it is just, it is ruckus how good this has been. Um, trying to get, uh, trying to get Alex's email. Uh, I want to get him. I think I know the right one, but I don't want to send it to some random person. I send this random invitation out, and somebody just shows up. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I believe that's his email. So, guys, once again, we got a we got a lot to talk about. Alex has a a AEW uh, something with that. I didn't read, as you guys know. We're we're rocking the sabbatical. I'm ignoring the dirt sheets. I refuse to read anything. I don't want to know anything about WWE. That's all dirt sheets usually are. So, for that fact, I'm out of loop on this. So. Alex will present me this question, uh, but for now, I want to just kind of go over here. We, we've had four nights, like I said, that we've both seen, two that I have also checked out. Um, night one might be, I mean, might be the show stealer by far. There's been a couple really fun ones. Obviously, day four has my incredible, incredible match on there. It also has one of my lowest rated matches in the whole tournament. Um, a decent match uh, from the block B side. Um, and another three and a half. So, I mean, I, I went two and a quarter, a three, a three and a half, and then what could arguably be the proverbial five, uh, my first five. And this is part of the reason I'm excited to talk to Alex about this, because he watched the first four nights. So he has seen, what, one Three, three from day or three from block A, and one from block B so far. He's seen all four matches that I did go over four stars. So I'm curious to see what he's going to be thinking on some of these, especially the the big one that I I took, excuse me, took away from. I don't know why I'm all gassy. We went to Raising Canes. I got the worst service of my entire life. Um. It looked like Shockmaster 
going through a wall. It was so bad. Um, I should have filmed it for Matthew. Speaking of Matthew, shout out to uh, shout out to Botchamania again to play it for the boys. Ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the best. You've heard the greatest. They're currently offline because it's an issue of iTunes, something about a hack. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for your ears only, WrestleCast Radio. EWI sucks. <laughs> Woo! <Shut up. laughs> um, so let's just get into it. Uh, Alex will get in here. I say um a lot when I'm by myself. That's like the uh, you ever notice uh, when somebody when somebody gets asked a question, like Magic Johnson as an example, when he decided to leave the Lakers, he got asked, Magic, what do you think of Rob Palenka? And he says, What did I think of Rob Palenka? <laughs> well, obviously, that's one of those. How do I? How do I buy in the right time? Yeah, Alex cannot get in. I don't know why. This is this is upsetting. Um, duty. But oh oh, I see. Well, we got him this way uh, via satellite. <laughs> Alex in the house. Via the bunker. Jeez, thanks, Blog Talk, for screwing it up yet again. You can't do one direct episode correctly and then just have one person on. Redonkulous. Spreaker, where are you at? Isn't it, isn't it ridiculous, too, that every time we do try to do just a let's just pop on and do a show, it never works? They shouldn't give never us that works. option. Like, it says enter your name. So I entered Zeusberg. I entered random things. I entered, wow, the Cubs rule, Dodgers drool. Nothing. <laughs> Speaking of that, real quick, and I don't want to get into too much of a tangent. Cubs, Cubs beat the Dodgers last night. I don't know what the game was tonight, um, but last night. Uh, seven, Cubs win. Was it, okay. Was <laughs> it was it a better game? Uh, I mean, we had two three run shots. What was the final by uh, Javi Baez? Hopefully, the true MVP of 2019, 2020, or actually just 2019. But um, uh, and uh, Hayward. Which I was like, hey, we're still on the team. Nice. Thanks, Jason. Well, Javi Baez still has to catch uh, Mr. Cody Bellinger. I will stick. Oh, 7-6 game. Great. That was a much yeah. better game. I mean, Bellinger it was total over. I mean um, at least you didn't have Joe Blanton pitching for you. Oh, my God. Well, we had Tony Bennett, I think his name was, which the fact that I know the name of an umpire or a ca- uh, the, the ump uh, proves that something was wrong. I I will say this. Seven, <laughs> now, plus, isn't Tony Bennett 92 years old? So, I mean, no wonder why we're getting on You know, runs up, yeah. He's a little fat guy, too. And, look, 7-2 game, it's decisive. We all know that. I'm not making any excuses for the loss. But when it's eight hits to seven hits, it was a lot closer than it said. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agreed. I, now, Schwarber gets that, that double and those four runs come in after mm-hmm. that. But the the umpire who had called the same pitch for Maeda the whole inning a strike called three straight balls in the exact same spot, um, which then caused a walk, which then four runs then ensued, and that cost them the game. Now, if you take those away, they still would have lost three to two. So I'm not saying they wouldn't have lost the game. But this was the worst umping I've ever seen. And not only was it bad for the Dodgers, but it was bad for the Cubs. Like, I'm not even making an excuse as the Dodgers. They still would have lost by a run. But neither team, I mean, this guy was, you'd think he had a dinner reservation with the way he was calling this game, trying to get out of there. They need to start uh, electronic score, uh, electronic strike zone like tomorrow. I, I, no, you, you know should what they need to do. They need to get better officiating or refs even like uh, like all Japan pro wrestling has. Because the lady refs <laughs> that they have 
I just saw your tweet yesterday, but after watching the first couple of nights, I was like, this ref is amazing. She's just on point, <laughs> dramatic with her, with her, you know, her counts too, where I'm like, okay, this is the best ref probably since Red Shoes and or Mike Kyoto. I mean, a little yeah, matches the, on the mountain ref, but there's oh, some man, you got a, you got a, uh, Nikon Lee is the female referee in all Japan. She is, doesn't take crap from nobody. She's like a little bulldog. No. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> Kyohei, the, now Kyohei is awesome because that guy has actually been with all Japan since 1972 when the company started and has been a ref since 74. So that dude is literally. Okay, been there for yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause the, cause then after I was like, so enthralled, I think it was like night three. I was just like, oh, man. And then, like, the main event came. I was like, wait, who's this old guy? <laughs> I was like, no, bring back a lady rep. But it's good to know uh, she, she has a name and she has two fans. Uh, Nikon Lee also did a NXT show in Largo at once. Uh, I don't know if it was a tryout really? or what it was. But yeah, there's pictures of it on the Internet. It was pretty crazy. But uh, so uh, you got to love when a referee comes out and when when they go – when they say his name and then the crowd goes, Kyo, hey, and they all say his name. I'm like, all right, I've got some respect. And I want to know when he's going to get a title shot against Kento Miyahara because one day he's going to rip his hair out when he's trying to pull him off of the ring post where, where Miyahara's going, yeah, yeah. That off. The cross face. Oh, man. Yeah, it's so tight. Um, right, right before you jumped on, I said, I, I have a four and a half, a four and a half, a Four and three quarters slash five stars might be my match of the year. I, I still don't know fully what I want to do with it. And a four and a quarter. My four favorite matches have all been within the first four nights. So, which means you've seen all of my favorite matches, which makes me really interesting. Um, interesting. I, I, will, I will say this right off the bat here, not to jump too out of line, but if, if we're going to go through some of this stuff pretty quick, just because of what it is, yeah. I want to bring this up first. I, I literally have written, I, I did that same tournament bracket thing. Like I did for like the super junior and all that stuff. Um, yep. And I have day four, four and three quarters slash five. Cause I don't know what I want to do with it. I, this might be my match of the year. Zeus so, defeats Kento Miyahara. Forward? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but yes, the main yeah, event. We'll get Zeus. into that. We'll get we'll get into. I mean, this was my first foray into the uh, the Zeusberg oh, world, or sorry, Zeus, if you will. Uh, we'll we'll get into it. I mean, uh, let's just say I'm I'm fifty fifty. Yeah, it, it, look, I'll say this too, but then then we'll save it. This is the best match I've ever seen Zeus have in his life, and I said yeah, that last will, year when he beat Yahara. When when he beat Miyahara last year for the title in like October or whatever it was or over the summer, I said, wow, that was the greatest match I've ever seen Zeus have in his life. And then this match happened. And I'm like, good. I'm like, these, the chemistry is there. Mihara is it's so good. Is Mihara, is he winless against Zeus then? Is this kind of like a, a kind of their storyline, if you will, kind of between these two wrestlers with all Japan? Is, is Zeus just always get the upper hand, it seems then? Well, Miyahara's beaten him on his first title runs, and then Zeus okay. beat him for the title to finally win the title for the first time. It was when Bodyguard got injured. Uh, okay. They weren't doing the Big Guns tag team. Um, and then Miyahara beat Zeus back for the title. So it was – they had okay. Zeus win the title, oh, a quick gotcha. title switch. It was in his hometown, you know, feel-good moment. But I, I, I don't know what it is about that match. That, this match blew my freaking mind. <laughs> I mean, I, I, my head <laughs> – 
flew off the same way as that um uh that you oh you haven't seen this match yet so I can't say it. You might have seen the snap of it, but uh the clothesline Zeus gave Yuma Aoyagi on day five um was the grossest mm. thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um it sounded like a gunshot and he I mean I, I, but a as lot you of said, hilarious in this in this tournament so far, that's for sure. <laughs> Let's let's roll. Why, why don't we do nights one and two, and then you can ask me that AEW question since I don't know what it is, and then we'll do three okay. and four. Um, so we start night one. Black B kicks us off. We're just going to go over the tournament matches, guys. Even though night two had a really fun ten man tag um, mm-hmm. with, with Jake Lee and Sam Sam Adonis doing things, which was pretty good together. But um, Black Jake B was, Lee was actually doing something. That's good. <laughs> Uh, Takashi Yoshida defeats Daichi Hashimoto. Uh, simple opener. Takashi Yoshida is part of Red, which is Pac stable in Dragon Gate. Okay. Uh, he's over for the tournament. I went three and a quarter. I thought it was. A, it, I thought it was a perfect, simple match with a nice little finish going on. Um, it, it was little, a little. Uh, he had a little um, uh, great Muda Tajiri, you know, in this issue. <laughs> Hey, pushes Lee. Whoa! I mean, he even had the blonde hair, you know, kind of going with that new Muda look, if you will. It's like, <laughs> oh man, it's like Muda's brother. <laughs> he gets the small package out of it too. Um, it yeah. wasn't anything like mind blowing, but I, I, once again, I'm conti- I continue to think Daichi Hashimoto right now is my like most improved breakout, whatever we want to call that award right now. I think he's leading it because. This is the the third promotion I've seen him this year that he's had oh, okay. a much better showing because he he had the awesome match with Yuji Okabayashi, the one Isaiah called in last week about from Big Japan. Yeah, yeah. He had a really fun match, might have been against Tajiri at the DDT show we saw, um, and then he had had a I mean then he's had this tournament so far. So I, I big big fan. I I think he's finally starting to figure it out. He's young, you know it is what it is, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any thoughts? I mean, no, I thought this was a like you said, it was a, a nice you know bigs match, you know, especially with Yoshida, you know, being a little you know kind of a veteran, if you will. Um, but no, I mean, I you know it was just you know a lot of chain wrestling feats of strength, which again I, I kind of noticed a little in this tournament. Um, but no, I mean it, it it was what it was, you know. Again, it was nice to kind of kind of see that miss there. Um, <laughs> again, a lot of lariats and a lot of apron maneuvers is is what I would say is uh, the theme of this tournament so far. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean it, it was a fine opener. It, it, it gauged my interest and in, you know was getting ready to go. But it's you know like you were saying Hashimoto. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into this next match here. You know, I, I would say Naya Nomura probably begs to differ about, you know, most improved or whatnot, because yeah. like this is the, the next red hot baby face that they're trying to push hard. And, and he's, he's doing pretty damn good. A lot of fire yeah, in that kid. That's a great call, Naya Nomura, which we all we talked about a couple of weeks ago, had that. I mean, potentially match of the year. I got to look at all these match of the years that I've started to come up now. <laughs> but his match with Miyahara was just redonkulous. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't this match, that's for sure, with Jake Lee, but, you know, who knows? Now, I'll say this, too. What, what helped, uh, lastly, on Yoshida Hashimoto, the match was, it was 7 minutes 52 seconds, so it was good, short, sweet, and to the point. And that's what I think I liked about it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Jake Lee, Naoya Nomura, this is a match that I said, I, was, I, I don't think they meant to have this match night one, because if, I think when they booked this out, 
Um, they, I believe they had this book before March 19th, which was when the Nomura Miyahara match, which was, you know, the incredible match. Um, as you mentioned, he's over like crazy. Um, he's actually working the fans. He's got fire going like it. The Miyahara match like made it all work and he's there. And I said, the winner of this match is going to win the tournament or one of these two guys is going to win block B. They gave it to us night one. I've seen people go in the middle. I've seen the lower spectrum. Um, I'm one of the guys that that's on the higher spectrum. Uh, Alex, I went four and a quarter on this match. I I loved this match. I don't know if it really? was just how simplistic it was. It, it, I think it helped that the match was about 12 minutes long, and it was just a sprint. Um, and they, the other thing was, when these guys get the opportunity to have that real dramatic match, that 20 minute banger, I -hmm. think they did exactly what I wanted where they gave me just enough without giving it all away. So when they have that real win, uh, it's good. You know, that real match, it's going to be even better. Um, the ground Cobra twist, um, he uses, uh, the Nomura lock. Um, it looks much better than the one Yoshihashi's trying to do. That's for sure. Uh, (laughs) I, I think but, me doing it would probably look better than what Yoshihashi tries to do. <laughs> um, no, Jake I mean, this is a fine match. My thing is just Jake Lee didn't seem inspired until kind of like towards, I, I don't know, kind of the latter half. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely faster paced than the, the first match of the night, you know, with Yoshida and Hashimoto. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think they, they were working fine. I guess I was looking, you know, cause I've seen a few Jiggly matches prior to this. I guess I was just looking for a little bit more from him, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like you He's... said, maybe when they get that 20 plus minute, you know, type of match, you know, they can kind of get his, you know, side of the match where he can kind of get that, you know, nice eight minutes where he's, you know, kind of calling the action and whatnot. But, you know, I, I it, it was just, you know, trying to get no more, I would say, you know, kind of a little bit more over, if you will, or just, you know, kind of showcase him. And, and I guess Jake Lee was, was a good foil in that. Um, but Jake Lee, by the way, my God, he, he's definitely a, a good prototype of a wrestler. Um, you know, he yeah, kind of has like a young Orton look. But my thing is, is you know, again, I, I don't know how old he is. Again, he looks fairly young. So, you know, hopefully, you know, over the years, he can kind of become that big, uh, big powerhouse that, that all Japan's looking for. And, and that's one of the things, too, I look at. Um, with this match, yeah, Jake Lee's uh, January nineteenth, nineteen eighty nine. So he just turned thirty. Um, I, I, he's the guy that that, like you said, is the prototypical. He's the one that I thought they were grooming to be the next guy um, to kind of go with with Miyahara on the long run, which is why I think they kind of kept him separate for most part. I mean, they've had a couple, but the No More mm-hmm. thing I think changed it. I think we saw it with No More beating him. Um, you know, he had that new that new finisher, and I think that's part of it too. Is the crowd was kind of calm for it because I don't think they knew that was going to be his new finisher, but it, it, okay. it worked, you know. And and but I, I knew he was having a new finisher, so when he locked that in and, and Jake Lee went screaming, I was oh nice. He, I was like, hey, hey Naoya, come here a second, son. And he's like, ah, <laughs> WrestleCast. Did he try it on you? <laughs> no, he did it to Isaiah, and Isaiah fainted. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but like. It's one of those things where Jake Lee's, he, you know, I said last year, there's a lot of people that talked about him being that next guy, you know, and he's just kind of, he hasn't hit that plateau and he's been showing more fire. He had a, he was in a multi-man with, against Zeus 
when we were at Corican, and I thought they were Whoa. shooting on each other. And I was like, holy crap, this is getting real. And I don't, nothing ever came of it, so it must have just been a work, but I thought it was a shoot. I thought they were going to kill each other. And like you said, near the end of it, he started showing more fire, started showing more, and he started getting into it. But I, I think part of the problem is Jake Lee has just one of those faces where he just looks like he's bored all the time, if that makes sense. Like, he just... He, he's, no, he's tall. No, that makes perfect sense, because that's what takes it out for me, is because it's just like, it's not even like a tranquilo type of like, uh, it's just like, all right, it's it's kind of like going through the motions, I yeah. guess, in a way, if you will. Where, he you know, like you, you Randy or- like, man, like, you, like there, there's another wrestler where I, I kind of call them like Alex Riley Jr., you know, kind of in this tournament where I'm like, man, you have the look, you have the size, but you know, be a little bit more into it, be more proactive into this match, get a little bit more from the crowd. And, you know, it just doesn't seem like it was there, but, uh, you know, I've read a few things on Jake Lee, you know, kind of seeing, you know, where his head is at, you know, this seems to be an issue sometimes, you know, where it's like, Hey, we're going to give you the ball. And then, you know, sometimes it just doesn't, you know, pop through. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting, but, you know, uh, again, hopefully it's something that, that he can kind of gauge within the next couple of years. Cause also, I saw a lot of people picking Jake Lee to win this tournament, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a lot of previews, and I don't foresee that happening, unfortunately. I, I mean, once again, I think that Miyahara no Nomura match changed the entire landscape of this tournament because I think they would have had Jake Lee get a big win over Nomura to start this tournament off, and I think it might have even been the main event too had they not changed it. Um, I could be way off, but. I don't know. Nalia Nomura, it was like, it's like Kofi Kingston. He became an overnight sensation with how hard he worked in that match. It was like Kofi in the, in the chamber when everyone was like, Oh my God, I need more of this. Nalia Nomura did that with Miyahara and he got a victory over the perennial favorite, Jake Lee in night one. I mean, it's, it's telling how much that can change overnight. You know, unless you're Gato, things can change at any moment overnight. Um, (laughs) Speaking of Kento Miyahara, uh, Atsushi Aoki was uh, was the the replacement yeah, yeah, to uh, Kengo uh, to Kengo Mashimo. Um, I had said to you I thought it was going to be Junakiyama, but yep. they went with Atsushi Aoki. He, it's the it's the Taguchi role. He's the the veteran junior getting thrown in there. I was kind of ah uh about it. I understand it was Kento Miyahara, which which definitely makes a difference. But this uh, this match was awesome, like this mm-hmm. freaking rocked. I uh, what did I what did I I gave it? Uh, I went four and a half on this match, Alex. This was tremendous. Aoki just going as violent as possible, throwing Miyahara into the mm-hmm. crowd and then locking the, the gate Started so he couldn't get back in. Yeah. Like, yeah. The story was so awesome. He, he gave him a superplex off of the barricade. Like, yeah. Like, that was ridiculous. Um, um, I this, mean, it was, this, this was definitely a match where it kind of got me into the tournament, you know, if you will, where, you know, Ioki comes out, you know, and, and I think when we, I don't know if it was over the phone. Yeah, I think it might have been over the phone where my first sentence about the term was like, oh, Atushi Aoki is, is my guy. At first, I was like, who's this little guy? You know, I was like, oh, it's like Dean Malenko. It's like Varsity Club. 
And I was like, wait, no, it's like Dean Malenko wearing a Jeff Cobb, you know, kind of, you know, singlet there. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, no, this guy is totally his own dude. And he just not, he, you know, degaff, you know, in a way. And, and I love that, you know, this was the fire that you would want to see, you know, like you said, he, he was a last second, you know, fill in, but I think, you know, yeah, he's not going to win the tournament. He's not going to win many matches, but he's going to make the opponents, his opponents, um, and probably all Japan talent, you know, look pretty damn good. And, you know, Kenta Miyahara is, you know, already becoming, you know, the guy of 2019 in professional wrestling. But, uh, you know, Aoki, you know, definitely did not uh, take it sitting down, that's for sure. Um, suicide dives, I mean, like you said, the, the stuff, you know, in the crowd, he just did not care. Um the pile driver? I haven't seen a pile driver in it seems quite a long time besides, you know, Minoru Suzuki there. Uh, but yeah, it was just pretty damn awesome, uh, this match here. Um, uh, Ger- uh, Gerard DiTrolio uh, had a great little write up here. Um, a couple things that, that I pulled out of it. Um, after seeing this match, I'm sold on Aoki in this tournament. This match ruled because it told a very basic story. The cocky young ace versus the Wiley veteran, and both played their part to perfection. Um, w- w- the, the thing that the thing that it said too that I really loved in here um, was Aoki even gets a couple credible near falls with the pile driver and the salt point. Crowd is chanting for Aoki at this point and jeering Miyahara. Um, Aoki gets one cradle hope spot, then falls to the German suplex. Um, and then he's, and this, this is the telling point. If these are the stories that Aoki is going to tell in this tournament, then I'm all in and credit to one of the hottest wrestlers in the world right now to give the veteran junior heavyweight that is on his way down the card because that sushi Aoki dropped the, the junior title. He's, he's going to start descending on the card It is what it is. It's just how it goes. Um, um, he said, uh, give a veteran junior heavyweight that is on his way down the card so much in this match from taking Aoki's offense, selling it and getting the crowd to boo the company's ace. So kudos once again, Miyahara, who got cheered over Tanahashi, got the crowd to turn on him, cheer the junior ace, give him some offense, put it over, and then give him a hope spot and even have him kick out of a non-cradle German, which most people even don't Mm -hmm. kick out of his normal German. You know, he gave him that spot. Miyahara, you know, didn't have to do any of that. And he made Aoki look fantastic. This match was awesome. I, I loved this match. When he kicked out of that German the first time, though, I was just like, I, I, are they really going to have the, you know, the champ, you know, kind of start 0-1? Um, no, I, I had a lot of fun. It, it made me, again, you know, you know, appreciate Kento Miyahara a little bit more, but, but made me realize Aoki is a guy where I, I kind of want to look out for. You know, I'm like, I want to see what he did five years ago. You know, even exactly. I'm like, geez, this guy is just legit. I love it. I love him. And it was the perfect. A lot. The thing I love about this tournament so far is all these finishes, and you know, even the next match, which got mixed reviews. The finish to me was real. It was a realistic match, and that's what was great yeah. about this. Aoki kicks out of the German, so Miyahara begrudgingly goes, "Damn it!" Picks him back up, locks the arms, and then gives him another <laughs> one, and it was over. That's exactly how it should be. Oh. Okay, well, you yeah. got it from this one. Well, now I'm going to give you the real version. Okay, you're not getting up. Good job, though. Nice try. That's how it should be. And as we saw with the next match, as you mentioned with the, uh, with the, the um, sleeper hold, Suwama has gotten a few of those. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he wrenched that in. It, it, Joe Doring taps out. It was 9-14. Um, 
but it was exactly what you want this match to be. It was just a nice little hoss fight. Um, what did I give it on this match? I went three and a quarter, you know, same as the opener, but it was exactly what this match needed to be. You know, it, it, he he's, you know, Doring's coming, coming down lately. He hasn't been, he, he hasn't been going as ham as he usually did, but he worked hard here. And yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was, it was awesome. The nice backdrop on Doring, the sleeper hold. Yeah, Drew Doring's definitely, I mean, he's way over. I mean, that guy, it, it was awesome to see. You know, too bad we couldn't hear, you know, the entrance. Um, but still, it was pretty damn cool to to kind of hear the crowd, you know, just chant Joe, Joe, Joe. You know, it was really cool. Uh, you know, friend of the show there, uh, Joe Doring. But, um, yeah, I mean, this this was fine. You know, it was a little sloppy. You know, like you said, uh, it kind of attained that, that realness, you know, the realism you know, if you will, where it's just two wily veterans just beating the living hell out of each other. I mean, I don't know how many lariats were in this match. I would say probably over at least the Baker's dozen. Um, I would say that's probably even the average for any match, you know, within this tournament or anyone over the uh, weight of 250 pounds. Um, but, no, I mean, it, it is what it was. I mean, it, it, it was a fine match. You know, it was nothing to, to go home about. Um, I was kind of bummed. I'm not going to lie that Joe Doring did not pick up the victory um, <laughs> as I was chanting Joe, Joe, Joe on my couch as well. Um, a little confusing, you know, as I stated, uh, but hey, you know, the win for Suwama. I know you're a big fan. I didn't see too much here, um, but then again, you know, I felt the same way about another wrestler in the tournament. So maybe Suwama will change my mind, you know, as as the tournament progresses for us since we're nine shows behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see we're if there was any... Um, uh, day five, I have a, a three-and-a-half-star match with Suwama. Um, and then his oh. day six match, I went three stars. But, I mean, to and be Suwama fair... Suwama is six, like I... all Japan, right? He's not he's, like a he... freelancer? No, he's part of uh, the Violent Giants with the man who main evented okay. uh, Shuji Ishikawa. Yeah. Uh, these Love guys it. were feuding with Yuji Okabayashi and Daisuke Sakamoto, who is incredible too. That's been the big strong BJ versus Violent Giants feud that's taken up the whole first quarter of the year. Um, yeah. This this match was uh, March 19th, the same as the Nomura Miyahara. Excuse me, Ishikawa pinned Okabayashi to win the titles back. So last yeah. time they faced okay. off, okay. Ishikawa got the win. This time... Um, we, we see a huge lariat after countering the running knee. Another, you know, then they start lariating each other. Finally, a huge one from mm-hmm. Okabayashi. He hits the golem splash, gets the victory. Um, uh, he, he avenges his loss from March 19th. Alex, I went four and a half. Am I crazy? I loved this. I, I, I mean, loved this. Oak, I, I put in my notes uh, a lot of exclamation points. In my notes here, um, but I put uh, I put Oka flies. Uh, Oka finally hits a dive after too much brutality, including botch but powerful power bomb and uh, etc. Nineteen plus lariats for Ishikawa. Um, but it was an awesome effing match, four and a half stars. And then my question yeah. was, why does Okabayashi have nineties WCW power plant generic theme music <laughs> remix eight bit style? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but my God, this was I mean, I didn't think anything could beat uh Kento Miyahara and uh and the Yoki there. Um, but this was a fun match. I, re- I rewatched this, you know, because again I was a little, you know, 
you know, when you asked me about it the other day on the phone, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be quiet on it. But I rewatched it again. I was like, oh, why? Because to me, again, this was just a fun-ass match. I mean, when you have a big dude like Okabayashi doing his best uh, Shawn Michaels impression by being, you know, kind of tangled in the middle rope um, and then getting drop kicked uh, is, is, you know, to say, huh? Um, and, and I'm also happy because a guy has, uh, you know, as big of a cranium as me and he makes it look cool. And I know my hairline is kind of thinning, so I'm not, you know, where years ago, it's like, I don't want to go bald. I can't lose my hair. Where now I'm like, I'm cool with it because Yoji Okabayashi definitely makes it cool. Well, and last year when, when um, you watched night one of the tournament with me, um, you said, I am Shuji Ishikawa if I was Japanese, um, who was also in this match, which I always I always think yeah, about totally. that every time I see him now. Um, and I love this, Ishikawa. I mean, that, the, again, this guy, I mean, three straight tournament matches, you know, that I've seen. Um, you know, where I was just like, good God, does this guy ever get a break? Well, night four he did. But the, I mean, <laughs> Ishikawa, I, mean, I could watch these guys just go on and on. This was just a, a fun match. Um, Okabayashi's torture rack, even when he gets them up, I feel for his opponent's safety. Even when he's oh not doing God. anything, I'm just like, <laughs> he's bending their neck. And it, it was just uh, insane. I mean, the double lariat spots that these guys did, you know, even if it was to reset, uh, I mean, it's just, it was beautiful. This was truly ballet. Two matches for sure. I mean, I'm sure Ryan would recommend, you know, three out of the five on opening night, but definitely watch the main event with Okabayashi and uh, Shuji Ishikawa um, and and, uh, Kento Miyahara and... um, and uh, God, at Sushi Aoki? Yeah, yep. bingo. Um, you were nailing it. But this you guy, fire. I mean, uh, this made, these two matches, I mean, for me, would possibly, I mean, it's only April. I get it. But, I mean, uh, the, these matches will be with me probably with me where I'm breaking down my top 20 of, uh, of 2019 oh. matches. These were just balls out, you know, for first night, too. I mean, you would think I was watching a New Japan G1 tournament where, you know, they're just putting these stars. And, you know, to me, I'm novice. But now I'm like, okay, I want to watch all four of these guys. And and yes. just hats off to the, to everyone, you know, in, in these two matches. And the crowd. The audience definitely, you know, was, was definitely yes. hyped for, for both of And the beauty of this match, too, was – if you're somebody who's finishing up tonight and you're like, you know, okay, there's one match that some people really liked, you know, me with the Nomura Jake Lee, um, and that really fun Miyahara Aoki match. But am I going to see anything? Is that going to be kind of the cream of the crop? These two guys, it, part of the reason this match did was so high for me with, with the rating was with how big these guys are. I can't get over mm-hmm. how hard they worked. Like, these guys worked yeah. like it was... It, you know, if you don't go out there and go 100 miles an hour, you guys will never be allowed to wrestle again. Like, these guys wrestled like it was their last matches ever. And, I mean, you get Ishikawa hitting a tombstone on Okabayashi on the apron. <laughs> Okabayashi yep. gets up and then hits a power slam on the floor to Ishikawa. I'm like, yep. are you kidding me? They tease the running knee strike that Ishikawa beat Okabayashi with to win the tag titles back. He countered it. Um and and once again too, you know, as you mentioned with that power bomb that was that was kind of botched. That's one of those sloppy things that doesn't bother me because these are two Correct. horses who yeah. are drained and tired. And he's like, oh, I'm just gonna do it because I want to kill you. 
Oh, I got some of it off at least. Like it didn't look like. Oh and, no, and they didn't get back up I and mean, try it again. It still was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, it, it was. was it, it still was. I mean, when when you take, I mean, let's be real. When you take a tombstone on the apron, you're not going to be all like you're not going to be there. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. I mean, when you take as many headbutts or you know random submission moves, and oh yeah, the twenty million chops, you know, in in this matchup. Um, I mean, it's like you said, they were going, I don't know, 180 miles an hour for, for two veterans that should have just been playing it where, you know, when I first got into Japan wrestling, you know, a few years ago, where my biggest, you know, critique on it, especially when it was just, you know, when I was watching and being ignorant, you know, watching Goto and Suzuki and Ishii, I'm like, oh, these guys do our headbutts, you know, and clotheslines. What's the big deal? And then realizing the style, the strong style, if you will, of the Japanese wrestling culture, and then gaining that respect and how much meaning these are. Yes, I still say, wow, well, there was 100 lariats, you know, just in night one. But again, it all balances out and it all makes sense, you know, kind of for what these guys do. Because also, they, they're going to have more than your five moves to doom in their arsenal. And that's what makes, you know, I, I would say Japanese wrestling definitely stand out from what we're seeing, you know, on, on Mondays and Tuesdays uh, or what other people are watching since, you know, we're, we're E3. <laughs> it, it, oh, but a hell of a it, match. I mean, this was a good night. This was a definitely a good night one. I mean, it wasn't, you know, night one of the G1 last year. I don't think anything can be. Maybe Dallas, uh, you know, this year. But, um, you know, definitely, like I said, it, it kept my interest. It made me get night two started right away. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll turn it on later. But I was like, okay, let's see what's coming up next. I, um, I'm curious as to what I – so – Night one of the G1, how does this stack up to it? That's a, such an awesome I, awesome thought. So night one of the G1, I threw out a three and three quarters, a two and three quarters, four and a quarter, four and three quarters, and a three and a quarter. Um, so let's see, I, I had a four and a quarter. I didn't have a four and three quarters, but I had two four and a halves, and I had two three and a quarters. So I matched the three and a quarter, I matched the four and a quarter, I essentially traded um I traded a three and three quarters, a four and three quarters, and two and three quarters for two four and mm-hmm. a half and, and and a three and a quarter. So I mean Let me guess it was didn't, three and a quarter uh Togi Makabe and Yoshihashi? Um no, I actually went three and three quarters on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> I uh, I went three and or yeah three and three quarters on that. I went two and three quarters on Paige Fale. I went four and a quarter on Elgin Evil. I went four and three quarters on Tanahashi Suzuki, and then I went a, a, a lowly three and a quarter on Okada J White because I remember I hated that. Like I was like, this is just booty. Man, you um, were all in your uh, Okada feelings for that review right there, man. And, now, who, and who would have thought, you know, the the ramifications of that? Well, he, here you go. Let's say this night two. I had a four, a three and a half, a three and three quarter, a four and a half, and four and three quarters. So oh, that was the Naito, Abushi, and like the big friggin' match. So that's what I meant the parallels for. Yeah, that was Omega were... Naito. Omega Naito, okay, Abushi, okay. Zack Sabre. It had that amazingly good Ishiyano match, Goto and Sonata yeah. and Tamatanga, Juice Robinson. I forgot Damn that um, this was the <laughs> tournament where it really pissed me and a lot of people off because this was the Gorillas of Destiny interfere in everything tournament. Yes, and every Jay White match, mm. too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, any man, jerk. Jeez. <laughs> well, I just um, like saying Suwama. Suwama. That yeah. It just reminds me of Shurma, which then reminds Shurma. me of the Avengers, which is like 24 hours from now. Yes, I will be there. We'll I think we have 11. We'll, we'll give our Avengers preview on a Russell Gas Radio here at the at the end of the show. <laughs> um, day two kicks off. Daichi Hashimoto defeats Joel Redman. Um, it was interesting. I went two and a half. Once again, I thought Hashimoto looks looked pretty good. Joel Redman, I'm, he's starting to grow on me a little more, but something just wasn't. It wasn't a bad match by any means, but it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't anything that like somewhere... I'm gonna remember. I read some. I forgot. It might have been Voices of Wrestling, but it said that he looked just basically like a creator wrestler with the most generic moves. I mean, he looked a little young lionish, you know, kind of in yeah. a way. There, I, I kind of laughed. Um, I mean, I, I think Redman, um, aka British Alex Riley, um, <laughs> you know, definitely looked a little bit better. You know, kind of in the in the following couple of nights here. Um, you know, and I don't know if this was his first time in all Japan. Um, or not, you know, it's just kind of adapting and whatnot. But, um, you know, Hashimoto, I, I thought, looked pretty damn cool. Um, and then it also brought me back to high school because I was like, oh, we share the hair, the same hairstyle that I had when I was 14 years old, thinking it was cool <laughs> to bleach my hair and then just have a giant skunk line like an asshole. Uh, but Hashimoto was definitely not that. Um, but I was like, oh, it kind of brought back some some traumatic stuff there but um oh, i have a question though and and gauge this next uh next hashimoto match and see who screams more him or will osprey and if they ever team up hopefully they do or if they create a band will the name the banshees suffice for their team name? Ooh, that's a pretty good one you know and i'll even one up you on one i don't remember what night it is on the tournament um, it might be day three, actually, which, which we'd get to. But there was a couple, there was one or two, at least one, matches with Jake Lee where he was doing the same thing, where yeah. he was screaming profusely. Yeah. It might have been, it might have been night three against Hashimoto, to be honest with you. But he was, ah! Like, I was, <laughs> they were outdoing, outscreaming like, each other. Um, I think, I think that was it, too, is, is Joel Redmond making his debut for All Japan? You know they're trying something new. Um, I don't know if you if you recognize where uh, you have you ever do you recognize Joel Redmond from anywhere? Honestly, he seems like probably twelve wrestlers out of the NXT uh, developmental and yeah. or Florida Championship wrestling back in the day. Uh, Joel Redmond, former NXT Tag Team Champion with Pac, what? Um, he used to, he was he was uh, Oliver Gray in NXT. Well, none of those names unfortunately <laughs> ring a bell. He was he was Pac back does. with uh, he. It was when Pac then or Neville had to tag with uh, what, what the hell is his name? Sterling James Keenan. That's not his name there. Uh, the, uh, the, the announcer dude. Yeah, what Corey the hell is his name? Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of Corey Graves, but uh, Oliver Gray got hurt, and they had Corey Graves like become his fill-in tag partner when they were feuding, and that was like a thing. So yeah, Oliver Gray was. I mean, this is like Big E Langston days when he was there. Yeah, I was about to say this um, was when I had no idea that NXT was really a thing, and I was like, oh yeah, that one guy I think I heard of is in that thing. Cool. 
Oh, that Tyler Black guy's yeah. a champion. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, not a lot of people got into NXT until the Cesaro uh, Sami Zayn match kind of made rounds. I, wow. I don't, I like before that. I don't think many people, you know, it was it was new and people didn't check it out. And that match was so good that people were like, okay, I'll watch. Um, and I would say with Joel Redman, I mean, hey, I mean, again, he has that look. I mean, that guy is shredded. He's tall. He's doing headstands on the ropes just to get a little applause. Like, hey, guys, this is what I <laughs> Nigel can do. Nigel McKidd is I mean, style. Yeah. <laughs> and have you ever done that, by the way, in homage to uh, your favorite? I know the only Nigel thing I've ever done was where you uh, crotch the guy over the top rope and then you get on the turnbuckle and you dive and lariat them off of the rope back into the ring. Um, I actually have a pretty disgusting photo of me doing that to somebody. I'll have to send you here at some point. Nice. Nice. Um, but that, and also uh, he's really good at that. Uh, and um, don't disparage this, but, but he was definitely doing the gymnasium heel trash talk. Come on, fight me where I was like, oh, he's going to lose right here. Uh, granted, it took two uh, technical legends to uh, to seal the victory, um, you know, for Hashimoto there. But, uh, but hey, I mean, it, it definitely served the purpose. This wasn't that bad of a match, you know, kind of thinking back on it, um, just to kind of see again, you know, realizing that Redmond was just trying to get his footing in, you know, with his first tournament match. My, my other – this is my last take on it too um, – my other issue too is Daichi Hashimoto. You know, where as much as I've praised the, you know, his his improvement, you got to mm-hmm. look at the, well, the first or the first one was the match with Yoshida, and it was short. It was the first night of the tournament, so he was gearing to mm-hmm. go. And the one before that, if you don't if you don't fight Yuji Okabayashi, ask Yuji Ishikawa how his chest feels after those chops. <laughs> you will work against him, or he will he will murder yeah. you. Hashimoto went back to his dog get in type way. It felt like in this match, he was just kind of there and he didn't really do much to, to really make it any better. And, you know, Redmond did what he did, but I mean, Hashimoto yeah. could have done more, but yeah, no, if, like give, give that, give that match a, a watch. If you get time, the one that was before the Takeda Kodaka match, I just had you watch. And there was a point where okay. Hashimoto started just being lazy and uh, he's sitting on his ass, and he's kind of just uh, selling, and he's not standing up. And you see Mr. – I should call him Mr. Okabayashi, who took the nicest photo with me, by the way, <laughs> him in Sakamoto. Um, strong BJ right. taking, taking that photo with me. But he walked over to Daisei Hashimoto, and he chopped him so hard in the chest while he was sitting down, Hashimoto began to move faster than he's ever moved in the ring. <laughs> like he, he was like, you're just going to sit there? Okay. Wow. Oh. Hashimoto's moving. Thank you. Like, do it again, and I'm gonna light you up harder. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what do we got? Oh, Next match on show was oh, it was a block. No wonder I couldn't find the dang match. I believe it was a block. Well, you mean, uh, Ryaji Sai and uh, the guy who I said earlier, uh, Dylan James. Yeah, uh, the former James Ray Dean, who changed his name to Dylan James against Ryuji Sai. I went two and a quarter. I think this is like my second or third worst match of the tournament. And Ooh. the other two that are just as low have the same two, him and someone else in it that are in the same block. This match really didn't do much for me. Um, the I don't only really thing I remember, day. yeah, the only thing really that, that stuck out to me eh, was uh, I, I think I think it was when um, 
when Dylan James was swept on the apron, just kind of randomly, I was like, oh, God, that, that really uh, looked like he kind of sucked, but I kind of laughed as well. Um, but also, uh, Ryoji's size uh, entrance gear, uh, sorry, Juice Robinson, but eat your heart out. I mean, that, that guy's gear is, is amazing. It was a lot of, like, Brazil mixed with, like, 2K and Sam mixed again with, like, that, that macho madness. And, and, again, Juice Robinson – Maybe you got to study on on on, uh, on size gear there, but uh, yeah, I mean it, it, this you know didn't do too much for me. Um, I, I would probably I'll have to watch that Jake Lee match night one again, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean I wouldn't say one of the worst, but I mean it, it definitely wasn't a, a must see. Look, to be fair, let me say this: to be fair, the crowd was really into this match, and. Had I watched All Japan, like, had I gotten back into All Japan and, you know, tried to get you going with the All Japan like we're doing now, a few years ago, yep. maybe it would have meant more. Um, last year, these two were tag champs together. Um, Dylan James okay. turned on turned on Sweeper, which is the group that Ryoji size in with, um, I think, Jake Lee and those other guys. Or maybe Jake Lee's an Damn evolution. Well, it, that doesn't matter. Oh, it was Sweeper is uh, Naoya Nomura and uh, Yuma Aoyagi. Um Okay. And then Ryoji Sai and I think Koji Iwamoto, maybe somebody like that. Uh, but anyway, that's beside the point. But he turned on, he turned on uh, Ryoji Sai when they were tag champs and went with Joe Doring. Um, oh. So there was a little bit of history. Um, Dylan, Dylan did oh, there with a guy who wanted to put him over. When, what was that? I mean, and Dylan was in there with a guy who's good at getting people over. The crowd was behind it, which was good. Um, and it yeah. was short. So I will say that helped too. I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know the backstory and that hurt me at the time. This and I was in your still... grudge match that two former partners usually have. This was just a, okay. You know, like you said, their first kind of tournament match here, quick, short and sweet. Um, I will say though, Cy has some ups because when he like ran, and kicked uh, Dylan James right in the chest while he was on the, the, the turnbuckle there. It was like a perfect kick. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And then nailing that superplex um, was was nice too. But, um, yeah, I mean, God, now I'm thinking maybe this wasn't too, you know, much of a match. So, like, that's the one thing I've noticed in this tournament too, Ryan, where, you know, you know, I'm watching these matches. You know, maybe I'm folding laundry. Maybe, you know, but I'm still watching. But, like, my thing is, is, like, all of a sudden it's, like, over. And I'm, like, wait, what? <laughs> what just happened here? <laughs> so, like, this match, I think I had to rewind, like, back, like, three minutes a couple of times. And I'm, like, wait, how did Dylan James win this match? Like, it kept, like, taking, you know, taking me, like, still, like, even when I watched it, like, my face to the TV screen, I kept thinking, wait, how did Dylan James win this match again? Like, it was just really weird for me. I was, like, really? A lariat? But. Hey, whatever it is, you know, like you said, the crowd was into it. You know, yeah. the good momentum for for James kind of going forward. I, I would yeah, say. and 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 that's the thing too is, you know, and if other people liked it, just because you know, if, okay, if I if it wasn't my cup of tea, yeah, it's fine yeah. because, you know, yeah. it's if if other people liked it, they're doing their job. That's what I always say. You know, it's the same thing where I went super high on No More Jake Lee. It got mixed reviews. But they did their job and they popped me. So at least they popped somebody, and that's that's what counts. And yeah. the crowd was behind it. And look, Ryuji Sai, um, maybe it's because you know um, I was hoping something more was going to come out of him, and I and it did the next night. But um, 
you know, I did the same thing where I watched night one, two, and half of night three back to back to back in one sitting. I, I, it was about mm-hmm. three, four hours I sat here. And in my mind, I was still reeling off of Ishikawa and Okabayashi. Like, that was still yeah. apparent, like, oh, my God, these guys just beat the hell out of each other. So, But then, <laughs> speak of the devil, here comes I mean, Okabayashi again. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, then Yuma Ayogi was, uh, got the, deliv- you know, just, oh my he got God. the hell beaten out of him by Okabayashi. <laughs> this was definitely a nice, a nice match to showcase Okabayashi not saying that he needs it. It was nice to see, you know, Ayagi, you know, kind of starting strong, you know, attacking first. But I mean, let's be real. The, the new, um, then one of the new words that that are in the uh, in in the Webster's dictionary. Um, I mean, Okabayashi, you know, yeah, he kind of shrugged the attack, you know, early on, just because of uh, you know his swollenness, you know, essentially <laughs> the the Boston crab that he applied to him. Oh God. my God! <laughs> I, I, it was a lion tamer Boston crab stretch. Like he was loving and enjoying it. I mean, I, I would say this was a, a squash match, but not in a bad way. You know, th- again, this was just emphasizing, okay, Okabayashi's the dude. You know, we're going to showcase this guy's talent. And he was just putting, you know, the other, you know, uh, you know uh, wrestlers on notice in this tournament. Um, and, and shout out to, you know, Yuma Yogi for taking every power slam, the Oka recliner, you know, kind of for the finish there. It was just insane. Uh, you know, again, Okabayashi, all hail. Here's here's a, here's a cool quote from uh, Paul Volsh. He says, uh, and I just lost it. He says, Yuji Okabayashi has one of the best-looking offenses of re- in wrestling and dismantled Aoyagi here with ease. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it was, was like the, the old uh, WWE games where you can, like, just practice move sets with, like, random wrestlers and, like, the dummy wrestler or your opponent just doesn't move at all, so you can just practice all your moves. It was like th- this was that match. It was like you're playing like, all right, I'm going to see how I can do the ochre recliner if it's, a, you know, a, a signature or a finisher. Or this is how I'm going to do a running power slam. Like, it was just pretty much this match. And, again, a uh, shout-out to uh, Aoyagi for, for taking all that swollenness in stride. And, and they, oh, excuse me. They, they did the, the best possible story for the fact that they had Yuma Aoyagi charge him and just try to overwhelm him and – and yeah. just dominate early to try to catch him off guard and get a sneak victory. And then Okabayashi was like, all right, I've had enough of this shit. And, and I mean, Aoyagi, <laughs> great at selling. Like you said, he took all the moves. He took, a, he took it well. He took mm-hmm. it, did a great job. And, I mean, Yuka, Yuji Okabayashi is just like, you know, he, he's starting to knock at the door going, when are y'all assholes going to kind of put me in these awards? Because, I've had a solid year too. Let's not forget, I'm Daisuke Sakamoto's partner here, so I'm part of this too. Let's not forget. Jeez, like, how is that a team? Like it's yeah. insane to me why that team. I mean, honestly, uh, uh, they should be the the young bucks of the uh, the big man tag division. <laughs> hey, I'll um, say this: nobody's going to that tag team. Holy oh, watch shit! Watch stuff with the uh, watch. It, they had three matches or two it's matches this year with the Violent Giants. Um, it yeah. was. Daisuke Sakamoto and Yuji Okabayashi and Shuji Shikawa and Suwama. One of them, me and uh, Isaiah saw live January 3rd. And then the, the rematch is from March 19th. But, I mean, if you want to see two just 
I, I think of those four wrestlers. Are you in the background? Uh, like, oh my god, is that yeah, one of the well, matches? The first, the, the first night, you can see when there was a spot where Sekimoto was just clubbing Suwama in the back while Okabayashi chopped him in the front. And you could see in the corner, me and Isaiah are like, our our arms are on our heads going, like we're watching somebody get murdered. We're both doing the, oh my God. It was like we saw a car crash and we didn't know how to react to it. To which then you just see Ishikawa awesome. come in the ring and it's it's nothing pretty. He just charges all three men, including his partner, with his arms out and knocks everyone over. Just nothing pretty. Nothing. It was just just brutal. I mean, it, oh God, yeah. Check those tag oh, matches man. out. Um, also, Okabayashi, man. Suwama, he's mm-hmm. a six-time Triple Crown heavyweight champion. Yes, Holy yes, he's been there for a while. You know who's the most all uh, all all time in uh, holding of their heavyweight championship? Like who has the most reigns? You know, by chance, Ryan? Oh, it's not Kawada, is it? Oh no, sorry, I didn't mean to emphasize as a. Uh, like I knew the answer. I was just seeing oh. if you knew uh, who had the most. I didn't realize by my cadence. No. Uh, uh, no. Here I'm. I'm, I'm Wikipediaing it right now. I'm on the wiki page. That's what I'm. Let's yeah. Well, reigns. Masawa has had five combined reigns. Masawa. Uh, Miyahara's had four. Suamas. Kawada had five. So Suamas. Suamas okay. had the most at six. Yep. Suama six. Kawada has had five. Um, and then Man, Masawa's I also Suwama had five. Respect. Shout um, out to Terry Gordy, Bam Bam with two. Yeah. Muda had three. Minoru Suzuki had two. Oh, um, Stan Hansen, the original Lariat, uh, four. <laughs> That's Minoru Suzuki. What? What? Really? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I told you, it's back in the day, All Japan, it's, uh, Satoshi Kojima. Had the title a few times. Um, Miyaharas has four title reigns, 800, 808 combined days. He's now tied, as of today, Suwama for the second longest um, combined Ooh, reigns. Really? And uh, second reigns at 30 years old. Holy shnikes, mm-hmm. that's crazy. 12, 12 successful defenses, two passes, Kawada's 11 total defenses. Still is a way to go, though. Masawa, 1,800 days, essentially, 1,799, 21 defenses. Yeah. But, I mean, dude, Masawa and Kawada back in the day, I mean, you want to watch some great wrestling. Jinichiro Tenro, you could throw him in there. Kensuke Bashi has three defense, three uh, reigns. Kensuke Sasaki has one. Vader's got a couple. Dude, I mean, like I said, All Japan used to be – such a good oh, company. Oh, Akabono. Yeah. Nice. I got me a WrestleMania appearance. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, Shinya Hashimoto had one. Oh, you know, Goshi Ozaki. He's got a oh. title. It's it's just cool. Shinya so, Hashimoto held both both company titles. So did Vader. Um, it's nice, interesting to nice. see the people in all Japan. So, you know, Muda was one, too. Tenru was one. Um, so, you know, a lot of fun with it, but... Um, yeah, so like I said, just wait. Suwama will do things. Wait till you get to see Suwama Nomura or like, you know, Suwama in there with somebody like that. You know, even Jake Lee, I think he he'll he'll be okay with. Daichi Hashimoto will be a fun one too. So you'll you'll get to see some Suwama, but you got to figure after seeing you know seeing he's had six title reigns. I mean he's he's getting up there a little bit. I mean Suwama's forty two. Mm-hmm. He's on career. I mean he started two thousand four. Um. 
so you know it is what it is but it, you'll you'll get some good stuff and like i said check out those tag title matches from this year it's look whatever everybody laughs when i say strong bj as a tag name but i want you to go laugh at daisuke sakamoto and yuji okabayashi about their tag name oh you're still no. strong blow excuse me who are you talking yeah, yeah, I was to one not, of those. Not, i mean so what's your what's your favorite strong BJ story by the way? Hmm. One time I was at a um, at a campground and that happened at like four in the morning, and then um, it was hocked onto the tent next. Wait, to those us. two guys just randomly came out at you at four in the morning. That's awesome. <laughs> and then they took a picture with me at Cork and all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, awesome. I remember you when you were 19 years old and you were in Hayward, Wisconsin, for some reason. And I was like, hey, why were you guys in Hayward, Wisconsin? But they walked away. And I was like, oh, oh wait, I guess technically I know the answer to, well, I guess one of the craziest stories. But we were that, that's for uh, WrestleCast After Hours, I suppose. <laughs> I yeah, just forgot to, about that. But wow. Subscribe to Patreon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that story until just now. Woo. Shout out to Eric and Jordan's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was talking about uh, um, Elijah's yeah. basement. No, 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 no. The other one, where you uh, f- fell asleep. <laughs> that could have been a few times. <laughs> That's true. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is getting crazy. Let's just, say, yeah, yeah. Let's just say you, you might have. Yeah, we won't get into that. Anyways, uh, the next match is what I uh, I kind of uh, nicknamed Varsity Club versus Barry Windham, uh, Shuji Ishikawa, uh, <laughs> tackling uh, Atsushi Aoki. Um, again, two of my uh, up and coming favorites uh, within this tournament, with only two nights so far. Um, but I loved it because again, that huge size difference. Um, you know, then you could just see Ishikawa again. He is a giant for, you know, good, goodness sakes. But um, Aoki, again, does not back down. Hell, they were doing the feats of strength while Ishikawa was trying to, you know, you know, blow him off and laugh, you know, no pun intended, uh, and laugh there. Um, but I love how Aoki challenges him to go lower. And then he gains the upper hand there um, and, and, you know, kind of gets the, the best of Ishikawa until he essentially drives him into the ring post after catching him uh, in midair. So uh, definitely a good start uh, to this match here. Uh, again, fun stuff. Uh, Aoki, I mean, do you, where, where's his primary uh, company again? Um, I believe the majority of what Atsushi Aoki has done is in all Japan. Um, okay. I, I don't... He was just an alternate then? Or, I mean, is he with all Japan currently and he was just oh, thrown no, in there? Or I was I was wrong. He was a uh, Noah guy. He was in Noah from oh, 05 to 2012. Okay. Um, trained by Junakiyama. That's awesome. Yep, and then all Japan since 2013. So that's so he was a he's an Akiyama trainee guy. So that makes sense too, why he's kind of getting some some stuff. Um, yeah, January 2013. took on uh, Bobby Roode and James Storm in AAA. What? That's oh Triple my God. Mania 18. 
I kind of need to watch that match. Yeah. That's, good. that's when beer money was awesome. I mean, that's when they were riding coolers down to the aisle. I wonder if they did that with uh, some Modelos and uh, and and the other Mexican. I'm Mexican. And I don't even know the other Mexican beer. That's uh, Dos Tecate. Thank you, Tecate. Tecate I was thinking yeah. about the uh, the uh, the. Uh, the expired Mexican meat that uh, Canelo ate um, that was tainted <laughs> with that Tecate that he drank it down with. <laughs> so Aoki, Go Shizaki, Judakiyama, Katara Suzuki, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru, ironically, who just ends up ending up in all these random companies um, just by accident, <laughs> but she's still in New Japan. Um, they all quit Noah and then joined All Japan and formed a stable called Burning, which is pretty tight. Um, That's and then they end up... Cool. Forming uh, Evolution, which is their stable they're in right now. Um, that's the did one with. Have, uh, uh, do they have Japan's equivalent of Motorhead do their theme song as well? Maybe that'd be funny as hell if they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it's Atsushioki Suwama, uh, Hikaru Sato, who's who's kind of he's pretty funny. He had some good moments when we were there, and Yusuke Okada. He's he's kind of still a young lion per se. A young boy, but he's had he had a junior title shot against um, Iwamoto at the one three show we went to, which is cool. Um, Nomura used to be in Evolution too before he went to I think Sweeper or or he's in Next Stream maybe with Miyahara. I can't. I still don't know their stables too well, but what I found entertaining too is um, Shuji Shikawa, who's in All Japan, um, obviously Violent Giants with with Suwama. And he does a lot of multi-mans with Evolution. He's not really in the stable. And as we saw with that Sushioki, he didn't really treat him like a stablemate or a friend as he beat the crap out of him. And uh, it, was, it was almost a bully factory. A couple home spots at the end for Aoki. But, uh, yeah, uh, this, was, this was a showcase of I'm mad that I lost to the guy who just won the last match before this. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hurt somebody right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, it, it definitely it, showed the spirit of of Ioki. You know, oh my god, I I just can't get enough of of this guy. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, this is uh, you know refreshing. You know, it's it's nice that we're on our sabbatical uh, from the Connecticut you know wrestling federation there. Uh, that's slowly uh, poisoning a Chicago uh, uh, company, but we'll get into that in a bit. Um, but no, I mean, this just these matches so far and these talents and how they, you know, kind of pit, you know, these opponents in there and, you know, yeah, technically, I mean, it was sort of a squash, you know, in a way, you know, kind of like we talked about with, uh, with the last match with Okubayashi, but with Aoki, you know, of course, getting a little bit more offense, but like you said, just pissed off that he lost, you know, night one. So he's just kind of getting his, uh, his W there, but man, fun, fun match. Well, and, and I love the fact that, because of the size on some of these matches, we're kind of getting little mini squashes still in this tournament to get people over. They're treating this tournament mm-hmm. as a way to get more people over. And what a better yeah. way to do it. Um, you know, this year, uh, Takashi Yoshida, obviously, re- you know, he was the replacement for Shingo. Um, since Shingo came in as one of the Dragon Gate people last year. Um, he's uh, He used to be Cyber Kong, for those that don't know who he is. Like I said, yeah. he's in red with Pac. But, um, Naoya Nomura comes in, main events this show. I went three and three quarters. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a really good match. This is one of the best matches that, that uh, Cyber Kong or Takashi Yoshida's had in a long time for me. 
Nomura shows that he is on the right track. Um, he gets a nice comeback. It, it's showing the, the, the continued push and thoughts of what Naoya Nomura <laughs> could be to this company. I, I mean, I, I this did everything I wanted it to. This could have been, they even could have been forced. Finish. Yeah. They even yeah. gave him the, uh, the FE finish, a different finisher from night one. So I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty intriguing there to kind of showcase um, you know, kind of his his versatility, you know, kind of if you will. at least for me, but you know, again, kind of gives him that that dual, you know, type of thing. My God, they are turning no more into John Cena. I just realized. Well, and and here's the thing too is like, if Takashi Yoshida was a little bit better, this would have been another four star plus match for Nomura. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, Yoshida's been wrestling. I mean, he was in Cyber Kong. Back. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. back in the original Dragon Gate start days, but. You know, one thing, too, that, that was pointed out to me that I've started watching is Naomi Nomura. And watch this as the tournament goes on, if you haven't noticed it yet. He's becoming, like, on that Okada level of kicking out at the last second, not staring at the ref while he's doing it type thing. Like, he's, like, there's mm-hmm. a couple times where I did the, oh, like, I didn't, like, like I did the Miyahara match where Nomura's figuring this out. And once again, I think that match turned his light bulb on. March 19th with Miara, which, which yep. continues to make that match even higher on my list because of that. But because you could fun see match. the, the uh, progression, you know, progression that he's had, you know, from that match, whether it's the guys in the back, you know, the media, you know, the fans just, you know, kind of be more behind him. It's definitely given that confidence because I mean, like I said, you know, he, he's definitely the way that they're booking him and showcasing him, even coming to the ring, um, and telling him, hey, get the crowd more involved. I mean, they, they see money in this guy. And like you said, it, it all, you know, probably thanks to, to, to Kento Miyahara, you know, with, with that match uh, last month. And, you know, it, it was an, another thing, too, is I think what's really drawing me in with, with the Nomura train is you almost could consider him a young boy. I mean, he, he didn't make his debut yeah. until March 30th of 2014. You know, I mean, this guy's been barely wrestling five years. He's 25 years old. Um, he Jeez. said he wasn't introduced to wrestling until 2013. Um, he 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 was the first Junakiyama trainee in all Japan. And here's where I'll connect some some light guys for you. Um, as we mentioned, Atsushi Aoki was trained by Junakiyama in Pro Wrestling Noah when Akiyama bought all Japan from from Great Muda. In, in 2014 or 2013 or whenever it was, and uh, he brought and Akiyama came over with all these guys. Um, he Nomura was the first trainee, which then he had the guy he brought with him from Noah at Sushi Aoki. Your guy was the man who then trained Naoya Nomura. Whoa, I totally <laughs> can see that, man. You just blew my mind. And it's funny that you're saying that um, because one of my favorite commercials, and I've never been a huge fan of those, uh, the nicotine commercials that are like, hey, smoking's bad, which it is. Um, but the ones with the puppets where they're like, hey, vaping doesn't do anything. And then it's like bleeping and then it's like mind explodes. That was just on my TV while you were just breaking down the uh, the six degrees of uh, – <laughs> of uh of Aoki there um or I guess you know uh, of uh, Nomura but uh it, yeah I mean that's bonkers but again it makes sense and you know what's crazy 
is do they go on excursion within this company like New Japan does as well? Is that kind of like a Japanese set so they can kind of get I, their, you know, their current territory, if you will? Or I think back in the day a lot, like Noah had the partnership with Impact, and, and Noah used to do things with ROH, which is why guys like Kento, uh, Kenta and Kenta mm-hmm. Kobashi and guys like that one, Naomi uh, Marafuji, Naomi Marafuji, Goshiyazaki, uh, Takashi Morishima was Ring of Honor champion for a while. Um, I don't believe that All Japan has any kind of affiliation with anyone right now. So I don't believe they are doing any kind of excursions with any of their guys because they still have all their young yeah. lions. or what, I don't even know what they call their guys. I'll just say young boys. I, I always say young lions. But, you know, they, instead of just all black, they come out in like, brown knee pads and trunks or blue knee pads and trunks or red knee pads and trunks. And basically the red one will stand in the red corner <laughs> and the blue guy will be in the blue corner. And they just kind of look like yeah. the turnbuckles. And You know, it's, it's, it's the basic, it's just not all black like New Japan. Yeah. Um, you know what I noticed too? They, they're, I don't know if they're utilizing one of the Young Lions move sets, but um, Nomura, you know, kind of hits, uh, hits a dive. But I also seen like Ishikawa going for a dive, you know, Okabayashi going for a dive. I'm pretty sure to, I'll pose this question to you. Does forty six percent of this roster just do a, a dive from the top rope? <laughs> well, I think the best part too is Ish- Ishikawa is somebody who does any kind of a dive, it's just like I'm gonna climb up here and fall on you. <laughs> yeah. Because because it's it's super effective. It's you, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because because it, it makes it makes me even put over Yuji Okabayashi even more now. It's like Walter. Oh, you're not gonna quit from my, yeah. my beating? I'm just gonna jump and splash you as hard as I can. And that when Yuji Okabayashi does the golem splash, it looks like he kills them. Oh. <laughs> like he's yeah, just like, all, all right. Yeah. All right, well then take this, and I'm just gonna just jump on you, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I just typed in uh, to see if Okabayashi ever uh, wrestled Walter, which that would be amazing. Um, oh but for God. some reason, when I put it in my Google search, it then jumped up to Walter Kobayashi. I was like, "Whoa, that's like a real person's name." So if you merge those two wrestlers, which again I want to see that match. Um, just Walter Kobayashi. There we go. Perfect. Game over. <laughs> um, real quick, I think actually, I was going to have you pose that question. But before we do that, because I, I don't think it's going to take a ton. Why don't we run through day three real quick? This is probably the worst night of the tournament. I don't know what you, your thoughts are. but it, it, it definitely felt like a chore, unfortunately, especially when Yoshi Tatsu is your main event. And especially when... Yeah, we'll get into it in a bit, because good God. Um, let's start with the opening match. Um, Zeus. Zeus defeats Gianni Valletta. I'm going to have a mixed bag on this. This is my worst Uh-oh. match of the tournament. I went two stars on it. The only reason I gave it two is because as Gianni uh, Valletta is, I mean, he is what he is. He's, he's, Just call him Elias Harper, like I put in my notes. Come on. <laughs> but it's I I love watching like Zeus's just like his his explosiveness. Like I think Zeus is somebody who's he's he's the big Scott Steiner type guy, but when he has his moments and time to shine, he looks good. 
and look, they made him look like a badass. He took some offense from <laughs> uh, from it, but it was a short match, and you know he beat him in like four minutes. I mean, it wasn't long, which which also no. uh, which also made it. And, you know and what made, this match reminded me of? It was like watching an old WWF match or NW or whatever you want to say. It was like watching like Zandig taking on the Barbarian is what this match kind of yeah. was like. It was like an old Coliseum video, just two big dudes. There's a chain randomly involved, and, you know, there's just going to be a lot of big boots and, and a lot of lariats <laughs> and a sloppy, uh, sloppy limp jackhammer, um, you know, as, as I kind of put here. But uh, as I put, you know, is he Goldberg? The same moveset, essentially, sands the spear. Uh, but my first showing of Zeus was just meh. You know, and, and yeah. you know, Valletta, to his credit, I will say, you know, he was engaging as a character because he just wasn't, you know, kind of like how Redmond was to me in that, you know, night two. I'm like, oh, man, you got to show a little bit instead of just, you know, kind of flexing on the turnbuckle there. I mean, at least he was kind of going for it, where Zeus was just kind of, you know, there. I hate to say it, you know, but didn't do anything to really, it, again, it reminded me of a Nitro match where it, he was taking on like Hugh Morris. And it's like, all right, yeah. it's over in, you know, a couple of minutes, you know. It just seemed like a very power planty type of match. But I will say, though, Zeus comes out hard AF with that entrance. It's like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. reggaeton. Yeah, I mean, it's like reggaeton <laughs> mixed with, like, Gorillas of Destiny. Um, I, I, I was getting down. I'm not going to lie. So I'm I'm about finished with our new entrance or new opening spoiler alert. I just got like one or two more things to add into it, and I I I, I have I have right now. Um, here's another spoiler. My my current wrestler of the year, Kento Miyahara, is our lead in. I thought that's a perfect new entrance with what we're talking about lately. Blah blah blah. But watching Zeus come out these the three matches I've seen in the tournament so far, I'm like I should just put his entrance music. <laughs> this is the intro. It's just the guy screaming. It's, ah, yeah, yeah. Is it him? Please tell me it's actually him. It's Zeus. Let's just the, pretend uh, it's him. Let's just pretend it's him. Oh man. Who do you think Ew. is a better uh better rapper than Zeus or um Jump a Conclusion? Ooh, R Truth. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> and you know he, Zeus did did as much as he could against Gianni Valletta, and Zeus is a guy where he he needs a good dance partner to to have good stuff. And I mean, like, like you said, the, the jackhammer looked terrible. I don't even think Valletta jumped for it. It, yeah, it was it was. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna put it on Zeus, you know. Well, but that's not true because then night four, I would say both these guys definitely had. Well, we'll get to it in a bit. <laughs> but um, then we, yeah, I mean this this was you know it is what it was. Uh, Jake Lee defeats or Daichi Ashimoto defeats Jake Lee. Uh, this yep. was the only strong point for. I went three and a half on this match. I thought this was a a, a good match from both you guys. Really I thought Jake Lee, and, and I and I really like Daichi Hashimoto too. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Is it because it, uh, the homage? I mean, let's be real. I mean, not only does he do the technical legend special. But, I mean, he has that bleach, bleach blonde hair. Maybe it wasn't, you know, from my traumatic experience. Maybe it was uh, an homage. Maybe he saw some, some good old uh, MCW clips, and he's like, you know what? That technical legend guy, he's something I got to, <laughs> you know, get behind. And, and I'll say this, too. Jake Lee worked really hard because Hashimoto 
kind of was doing what I said in the last time where he was kind of just going through the motions a little bit. And, yep. and so I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm giving this match some credit because Jake Lee did work hard at the end there, which um, here, wait, here we go. Uh, Gerard, De, 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 uh, Gerard DiTrolio again uh, says, there was a lot of uh, there was also a lot of grunting and yelling from Lee while he sold during this match. Maybe he's been watching Will Osprey tapes. <laughs> so this is that Jake Lee one I, I thought of when when you mentioned the Hashimoto yelling. This was the match yeah. where Jake Lee was doing the. Ah! Um, oh my gosh! Um, I just sent you something on Snapchat. Did you get it? Uh, oh man. If you got it, I, I would think. Want to, I'd love yes. to hear your reaction. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's a live reaction to something violent. Jesus! <laughs> and you'll get to find out what that is when we talk mm-hmm. night five. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, he. Uh, I could watch this he, on loop for like seven hours. And the, the thing like to watch to for draft house movie theater, like they like if you, you want to get there thirty minutes before and they, well you well, you've been the one, um, like this is what I want them to do as the pre-show, just loop that, like if they ever do like a movie like The Wrestler, like say they show that or hell even No Holds Bar, I mean Zeus is in the name for God's sakes, uh, but this is beautiful. Kudos to the guy taking that, by the way. Yeah, Yuma Aoyagi once again the beat up coming in. The thing I'll say to you, when, when you watch Night Five um, and you see that match because that's what that's from, it okay. sounds like a Lucha Underground like gunshot like on a super kick where he hits him so hard. There's no point <laughs> on that where I can see Zeus slapping his leg or Aoyagi slapping his leg to make the sound for him. Like that was just straight oh, chest. He hit him so hard. <laughs> I'm like, good God, man. He's still jacked. Now, if it was, if, if that same spot was, uh, was in a uh, ring from Connecticut, do you think they would have emphasized it with any sound effects a la uh, all the wrestlers they're doing now? <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Noble would. Black entrance. <laughs> uh, Jamie Noble would run out in the middle of the match and go, no neck moves. Like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> As Jamie, Do- did I ever tell you that when uh, when when Brian Klecker's buddy or our brother Mikey had a mm-hmm. did a tryout at, at Target Center before um, bragging rights, and he was in there with some dude and he had the guy like hit him with some like gross German, and he bumped on his neck and did like the flip to his stomach, and Jamie mm-hmm. Noble goes, "Hey, hey, no neck moves," while they're wrestling. <laughs> so are they're just like is just just scouts like all around the ring just standing and watching them. Yeah, and then all the trainees are out there too, and they'll get called into the ring, like you and you. Man, go I'm in there. starstruck AF. <laughs> no neck And then and then he went into catering and was got his food and said it was like in a lunchroom where he didn't know where to sit down on his first day of school, and then all of a sudden he hears from his side, "You can sit right here. It's totally fine." As Loki's sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he ate with Loki. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Before oh, the Loki Dolph Ziggler match, you he can, can run sit over right here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, like I said, it was it was what it was. Now here's here's a question for you. Once again, as we talk, Jake Lee, 
is this a case where he's now 0-2 to start the tournament? Does, is he truly fallen from grace and Nomura took that spot? Or are they going to give Jake Lee the giant comeback where it's down to the last mm. night to win? Like, if he doesn't win, Nomura gets, the, gets it up. I mean, I'm are... not sure how nights, how nights, night uh, five and six kind of play out. But I mean, really, I mean, the, the crowd was not really into this match whatsoever, into either wrestler. Um, it seemed like, you know, and I, I get the respect factor where they're usually not, you know, noisy throughout. But you know, even on on some aspects where I'm like, oh, that was cool, you know, or you know, even the. Uh, the uh, STF, you know, kind of applying. Yes, I mean, granted, maybe with Lee screams, um, you know, or wails, uh, you know, maybe I couldn't hear the audience, but I, I don't know. It just seems like something's a little off. I mean, yeah, I mean, that could always be a thing, too, where they kind of give him, you know, where he, he runs the table, you know, kind of, uh, you know, later on in the carnival. Um, I mean, I, I guess it all depends. I mean, I like you said, I think they might have just swapped it, you know, it's like the Kenny Omega and Jay White scenario, you know, kind of, if you will, where, you know, the momentum switch, you know, switched. So, you know, they called the audible, you know, where the WWE wouldn't do that, which would have made sense for this year's WrestleMania with a few key matches um, where yeah, maybe they say, okay, Nomura's the guy, this is what we need to do. And then, you know, kind of like night one where we see them, you know, Hey, Jake Lee, you know, come September, that was my spot. This was supposed to be my yeah. carnival, my year. And then that could build to that, you know, progression of matches, or at least, you know, get that 20, 25 minute type match where, you know, Jake Lee kind of develops that character, that bitterness, you know, kind of from this tournament. So, you know, maybe that's a way that they're looking, you know, now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely always a, an option for him, you know, but, but I think there's just, I, I would put four or five other wrestlers kind of ahead of him to, to possibly win this tournament, you know, more so than Jake Lee. Yep. Agreed. Um, next match got, didn't get the greatest reviews. I gave it a, a flat three because I thought they, that they were, you know, they were working hard, but it just, you know what? Oh, I'm going to go. Tired. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go two and a half. I'm changing it to actually two and a half. I don't want to go with a full three. Like, I mean, they tried hard. Yeah. They went, they went a full 30 minute draw. Um, yeah. I mean, and they were moving. Yeah. And it was, it, it makes me, it makes me think that Ishii, they did this. So that way Ishikawa now is going to lose the A block by one point, or he's going to win it by one point. Mm. So this immediately puts Ishikawa into the running for me to either win or lose it the last night. And look, I give him credit for having the balls to go a Broadway, the middle, you know, not even the main event of night of the third night of the tournament, you know, and it's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, honestly, I walked out of the room maybe three times. And each time I came back, like just to grab a drink or, or whatever, and each time I came back, I'd be like, holy balls, this match is still on. Like, I was just a little, like, kind of confused. You know, I sat down, and then what seemed like maybe 25 minutes, you know, was maybe only three minutes where I'm like, oh, God. But, again, it just, you know, just seemed like, you know, I, I love the, the finish, you know, where he literally kicks out, you know, with a second, you know, of the match to, you know, conclude there. Um, so, I mean, that's something I haven't seen in, in a while, um, you know, especially in any uh, any tournament, you know, in any uh, organization. But um, 
like I said, I, I'm giving it where Ishikawa, this was his third tournament match, you know, kind of, you know, going strong there. So in a row, um, you know, and, and obviously he's not the only one, but uh, I, I, I'll give it to the uh, the Grizzly vet. Um, you know, Sai, you know, he, he gained momentum kind of throughout, you know, especially in the, the latter half there. But, um, I mean, that that's all this match was, though. It just seemed like, all right, one's going to regain the momentum here. All right, let's have a reset. Double lariat. All right, here we go. Here's the kick out. Both men are down. Let's reset. So, um I mean, I, I could have seen this maybe with Ishikawa Okabayashi. You know, obviously, if that match yes. was, you know, transitioning, you know, that would have been maybe a better call. But, I mean, obviously not. But, I mean, it is what it was. I don't know why you would give Sai, you know, a point. I don't know, again, his his history with the company, if he's a big, you know, name, if he's, you know, a former title holder or not. Um, but to me, you know, then I say give Ishikawa the points. If, the, you know... But like you said, maybe this is the way how he wins or loses by one. So hey, yeah, masterful storytelling, you know, you know, in that route. But yeah, it just to me this match literally dragged and dragged, <laughs> and then we get the main event. Yeah, uh, I went two and a quarter on this main event. Um, Joe Doring looked like he didn't give a damn if he was wrestling, which pisses no. me off because Why this could have been so much better. Yeah, and and maybe it it was oh cool I'm jobbing again to the to to our company's Yoshihashi here. Um, I mean he did like 48 elbows. Um, <laughs> lot, you know. Well, hey man, everyone's doing a lariat or a dive. So, I mean at least he's doing something a little different. He he barely bumped on the code breaker. Uh, I mean Yoshitasu tried. I mean he was he had, he had a little fire to him, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean. I if, look if you had if you had two worse wrestlers in there this would have been a star and a half tops, but you know the <laughs> fact that it, at least it was guys that as slow and as boring as it was they looked crisp and clean with what they did so that's why I went two and a quarter being generous, oh. but yeah. it was it was not good it was not good at all. <laughs> yeah, night three was a little of a because you know kind of like you they, I I kind of watched. Um, two, three, and four, you know, back to back to back, but rewatched the Okabayashi Ishikawa match, you know, before I started night two again, or before I started night two, uh, and, you know, kind of still having that taste in my mouth, you know, and again, having a pretty damn good night two, you know, night three was just like, oh my gosh, it was like, just hard to watch. It was like it was a night seven last year of the G one where it was just like what what the hell did we just do? <laughs> yep, like, I was literally going through my book. But... I was like, which block A night was the one that was just asked? <laughs> what I'm doing right but now. I mean it, it, Yeah, I mean it it is what it was. I mean it hey, they, they, they can they all can't be, you know five stars but no i it is what it was night four um speaking of five stars they definitely started the night um or i should say the tournament blocks with with a five-star match yeah this uh so do you want to go into the the next night of the the last night of the tournament or do you want to do you want to pose your question let's 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 finish up the tournament yeah perfect um night four was a much needed uh, breath of fresh air after what we had seen. Um, Dylan James defeats uh, Gianni Valletta. I this is going to sound weird. Um, where the hell did I put that? Uh, oh, there it is, Dylan James. 
Uh, Dylan James, where the hell is my number? I went two and a quarter on this match, which sounds low, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be like a one and a quarter special. I thought this was going to be awful, but it was a lot better than I expected. I didn't think it was very anything crazy for me. Um, you know, Valetta <laughs> did a lot of stuff with his chain in the crowd. Um, yeah. I thought the choke slam was brutal um, for the victory, yeah. but uh, what did you think of it? Did you? I. I, I did you like? Did you did you get a good fun out of this one? I I liked the match. Um, awesome. Honestly, I mean, I, obviously, I'm kidding with the five stars. Um, but I mean, I again, I liked how you know a lot of these matches start right away. Like the opponent, if they can get you on Jump Street, they're going to get you on Jump Street. And, <laughs> and Bloodha definitely is that guy. That's like, I'm not wasting any time. Um, you know, definitely brawling outside uh, early on. Um, the announcer, though, telling the crowd uh, to move Bish like it was a ludicrous video, um, <laughs> just going ham on that PA system. Like, yeah. get out of the way. Like, these, 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 these Godzillas right here, these, these Gaijin are going to, you know, murder you. So move the plank out of the way. Um, no, but I mean... It, it was sloppy. It was fine. I mean, I loved using the chain for the feats of strength, you know, part, you know, where, where Dylan James, you know, <laughs> basically regains the control from that. Um, the ref, you know, even taking a bump, you know, and, and just, you know, being distracted and not doing the count because he's going to, you know, I don't know if it was the announcer or whatnot, but he's, you know, stepping outside of the ring on the outside or going through the middle rope saying, I can't, my arm, my shoulder, you know, I can't make a count, you know, as, you know, Valletta's like, hey, dude, like, I'm trying to do this match. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was good storytelling, you know, kind of from, you know, especially coming, coming from night three, um, where I, I thought this was a fun match. You know, again, nothing where it's match of the year, but I, I would, you know, I'd probably give it about two and a half. I mean, it, it's nothing I'd watch again, but it was it was fun. I enjoyed it from from start to finish. Um I, I would honestly probably say it was even better than uh, the Ishikawa Sai match from from night three. You know, granted um, it was a lot shorter, but it was a lot more fun. You won. You won. I you won me over. I went two and a. I went two and a half on it. I bumped it up. You're right, and and you know what really helped it is is Dylan James did a good job selling the arm, but mm-hmm. keeping it so simple and just a brawl was the best thing for this match. Um. You know, yeah. I'm looking at a review right now, and, and the first line is, well, this went better than I think many expected. And you're right. You, you know, <laughs> I, I shorted it, and you sold me, and, and yeah, boom. I, there you go. Alex has just changed my voting on the All Japan match. He is I officially mean, in this company. I love it. I love it. You changed my I, mind I'm, with two guys I'm that I'm not in into. Hey, I'm, I'm all. I mean, Dylan James, when he went for that chop, Valletta ducking perfectly, and oh. him hitting the ring post. I shook oh. my hand. I was like, "Good God, what? Why would you do that so early on?" Oh like, yeah, yeah. Perfect. It was no. he threw that. He threw the the lariat. Um, yep. He, oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Okay, this this did have some good stuff. I remember that he because he he baited him into the corner, threw the lariat, and he misses it, and he just he rings his whole armor on the post. Oh. Yeah. Yep. And and then he cool. and then he goes for the then he goes for the strike. You're right. Then or then he yep. Then he goes for the chop because he tries one more time and hurts the same arm again. Yeah. I mean this was fun. You're right. You're right. You changed my mind. Good. Alex Mello, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm I am jacked. I am jacked like you are because you just changed my mind on the match I didn't care about and now I kind of want to rewatch it. Um, hell, I, I would recommend that. Um, the next match, I would say. 
this was definitely the Spider-Man meme. These two, uh, I, I think I sent that to you um, yeah. <laughs> the other day via text, how they are doppelganger as beep. Um, my only more. thing, <laughs> Jake Lee, a little better. I love the submissions, you know, kind of by both these guys to start the match out, just to kind of fill each other out, I, I thought was great. Um, Jake Lee missing that front drop, the missile drop kick looked painful. Um, my thing, though, the bull, is that his finisher, that bullshit finish? It was literally the Sega Genesis Royal Rumble game, Stone Michaels' backdrop for the victory. You're, are you serious, bro? Is that that dude's finisher? Because if that is, that guy does – how the hell did they say this guy is a, a favorite to win the tournament? <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Redmond looked good. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, uh, Redmond – worked really hard. And I'll say this, if if he if if Jake Lee wasn't in that same mindset, he would have this could have this could have been really fun. I this I really like it. This yeah. was, it was it was way better than um than uh, uh Redmond's first first match in there. Um I went three and a half on it. I really liked it. I, I was I was expecting you to go, oh, there's another like, Jake Lee mark, Jake Lee mark. I was waiting for that to come on. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm thinking you're giving it to Redmond's mannerisms and facials, where, again, he, see, you know, he wasn't, you know, looking for the oil can, um, where, you know, he, he seemed like he was more comfortable, you know, yeah, kind of in, did. in this tournament match, you know, more around there. So, I mean, again, Jake Lee, he was fine, but uh, that that BS finish, come on. Again, you serious, bro? Yeah. Red, Redmond was, was hot the whole match, and Lee didn't really get into it until the end. And that's what hurt the match. I mean, it was when he started his comeback spot is when he really started getting it in there. And it's, it's another one of those things where, it, it, you know, it, every time Jake Lee feels like he's going to go to that next level, he kind of just and then he tops, and it yeah. So it just seems disenfranchised with what's going on. Like that's the frustrating part because you're like, man, again, this guy has the look. You know, I, I would assume he has the move sets of a 1993 Sega Genesis game, but you know, it's just when you when you sense that he doesn't care. That puts me out of the match at least because I'm like, man, you should be doing a lot more, especially with, you know, Redmond where he was showing more athleticism, you know, comparable to the first match, you know, not hanging, you know, upside down on the turnbuckle. It was, it was just something where I, I just wanted more from this Jake Lee guy. And yeah. again, maybe this is the start of like what you were saying earlier, where maybe this is his big run and, you know, maybe he'll, he'll work up to uh uh, N64 No Mercy moves that. Maybe he'll <laughs> well, get like the Aki Man. Uh... It's it's frustrating because you can see the talents there, but it's it, it, I love I love the Randy Orton comparison. Not even just how you described it, but I'll take it a step further. And it's it's Is like mm, what, well, it's it's more. It's just like Randy Orton. Like I wonder what Jake Lee we're gonna get tonight. Like I wonder what oh. Randy Orton we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get tonight. You know what I mean? Like he just. Yeah, uh, let's let's see what he's gonna be in the ring this evening, and you know, I, yeah, this could this could have been this could have snuck on four stars, but they just didn't get there. Um, 
Next match, I will say Sam Adonis. Um, he's surprising me. He was my favorite part of the. Uh, and this is this is why if you get a chance, go watch night two. And watch the multi-man tag that has Jake Lee on one side and Sam Adonis on the other. And, okay. And like Jake, you know, Sam Adonis is doing his oh sexy boy is a dance thing that he always does, <laughs> and he does it in the middle of the ring, and Jake Lee's kind of looking at him and he's like, "What the hell?" And he's like, "Sexy boy," <laughs> and he's like, "No sexy boy," and he's like, "Sexy boy," and they start fighting, and he, you know, they're going back and forth, and he gets Adonis in the corner, and Jake Lee looks at him, he goes, "Sexy boy," and then he charges him and throws a huge forearm, <laughs> and like it was, I mean, it was like this is what Jake Lee should be doing, and he, so you yeah. see it, and it, it sucks that I saw it, you know, you see it come out a ten man, but, um, you know, once maybe again, they'll do it in their match. You know, maybe yeah. they'll they'll transcend that from the tag to you know Sam Adonis, uh, friend of the show, also a Warrior Wrestling alum. Um, yeah. You know when he takes on uh, Jake Lee there, shook that man's hand by the way, Sam Adonis. So I was like, that's cool. That guy, I've seen him two feet away from him. Awesome. Um, Nomura wins with the Nomura lock again. Um, when Adonis got out of the the fu as you called it, uh, crowd still doesn't seem to get behind this new finisher. You know, I, I still don't think they they know that's his finish. So I'm hoping by the end of this tournament it will start clicking. Nomura now has six points. He's the high mark on both sides of the turn both sides of the blocks at this point. Yeah. Um but Sam Adonis worked really hard. And Nomura mm-hmm. once again is is he continues to show exactly what we've preached about this whole two hours we've been talking. <laughs> This dude's, this dude's going to become something special. And if you want to see it, watch him and Miyahara from March 19th, people. And mm-hmm. get on the – look, the, the train's leaving the station. Get on now like we did. I, you know, and don't don't try to get on a year from now when he's champion. I'm just saying because that's when everyone's going to jump on. And it's like, well, yeah. you did that with Jake White, or Jay White after I told you not to, people. I said, if you're not going to get on, I don't want you to get on. <laughs> now everyone's like – Jay White's pretty good. Well, yeah, I fucking told you. Oh, right, well, boo, boo them. Yeah, excuse me for the. That's first my first f bomb in like three months, but I was getting a little irritated there. I apologize, <laughs> and it's also twelve thirty, so it's okay. <laughs> um, Ooh, after dark. Um, maybe you can next... tell that strong BJ story then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do have to ask. I do have to ask this. I, when you said falling asleep, where was this located at where I fell asleep? Uh, the the uh, good old uh, the, the 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 old playhouse in uh, in Maplewood. Was was this with um, the old the old Toys R Us chick? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Was, was this the one that the R. Kelly <laughs> situation happened on? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Then I paid then I paid Mike Klecker five bucks to drive her home. Oh my God! You are cold-blooded. Well, I I said something needs to happen, and you don't want to do it. Well, it's your fault. I'm gonna <laughs> piss on you. <laughs> oh I had to think I about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, main event, Alex. This might be my match of the year. I Whoa. I I I. I I, I almost want to go the full five stars. I'm at four and three quarters on this. I loved every waking minute of this match. Um, this match to me, um, 
like I said, this is a match of the year candidate for me. I enjoy, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed it more of their better than their, their triple crown championship stuff from last year. Um, where some people like the October match better. I like this the most. Um, Zeus matched every bit of intensity that Kento Miyahara always brings. Uh, Zeus breaks yeah. out of the shutdown German, hits a, a perfect drop kick a guy his size should hit. One of his crazy lariats goes for a jackhammer. Miyahara escapes, goes for another near fall. Zeus then comes in and hits another lariat and then finally hits the big jackhammer again after it, gets the victory. Zeus came out of this match looking like a million dollars, just like Atsushi Aoki did night one. Miyahara once again proving how great he is. Um, You know, once again, I may be the high bar. I'm seeing a lot of four and a quarters. A lot of people saying, like I said, the October match better. But this to me might be my my match of the year. I just I love I I love every waking moment about this match. Everything made sense. It was so fluid and so perfect with their offense to me that this this was this is a masterpiece. This is the match I wanted. I would show people trying to get into all Japan. This is the match. Ooh, um, interesting. Alex, I, I, I would say I, maybe Pendo with Okabayashi and uh, Ishikawa. I would say that would be a, definitely a nice. Um, you know, kind of one-two punch uh, for for any own Japan wrestling uh, novices there. But no, I, I thought what was great about this match again was the crowd. I mean, from from start to finish, it was just it was like a, a, a you know a mania match. You know, where where everyone was on their feet. Hell of you know a lot of good sequences in this match. But you know, as you described, kind of that that finishing sequence. Um, that lariat where, uh, wow, um, you know, kind of right before he hits the uh, the Zeus hammer there um, was was wicked. Like you literally hear it was like a shotgun where you're just like, <laughs> what just happened? How is Miyahara still standing? Oh wait, no, he's not standing because he's in the air about to you know meet the mat. And um, no, the, the, this was definitely a great match. I'm I'm going to probably watch this again before you know I continue with the carnival here. I'm sorry for keep saying tournament. Jeez, uh, the carnival. Um, and and yeah, I mean I, I did have fun with this match. This definitely was my huh. I should you know wash my hands of of night three um of of zeus here and uh just kind of you know keep this as the benchmark and hopefully uh well as as you show me with the yagi you know with, with the next uh turn or carnival match that he has um you know it looks like he's uh just picking it up there so um obviously opponents you know make a difference you know with someone like zeus where you know, he's limited you know i would say you know unlike uh you know okabayashi or, or even ishikawa you know, where they're, they're big men. Um, but, you know, it just seems like they can move a little more, you know, and, and Zeus for me, you know, again, showed me he could do a little more than, than five moves. So uh, a great match. Kento Miyahara, you know, it was good to see him back in a tournament oh. match, you know, for, for me anyway. It was like, man, where's Kento at? You know, just doing all these tag matches, which, uh, which by the way, I did like, all Japan's um, kind of sequencing in, in the carnival, where you would have like your tag, where New Japan just does like all their tag matches, you know, 19, oh yeah, you know, multi man matches, and then the tournament matches where you would, you know, have you know maybe open up with a tag match, you know, with the carnival, and then have like two, uh, you know, carnival matches, 
and then you know have you know maybe a, another multi man you know for the the rest of the uh, the carnival matches there, which I thought was was pretty damn uh, pretty cool and and smooth and probably refreshing for the audience too. But uh, yeah, no, I Kenzo Miyahara, my God, what was impressive to me though, Ryan, about this um, was how he applied the uh, the cross face on the uh, on the uh, turnbuckle from the outside there. What was impressive to me was the size of Zeus's neck and how he was able to apply that move for that long and still be all, you know, Miyahara like with the tongue out. I'm like, yeah, you know, where I'm just like, that's pretty damn cool. Like, I want to see him do that against uh, Okabayashi, you know, when they kind of, you know, take on each other, uh, you know, later on. But no, this was um, this was definitely a, a damn good match. Uh, it was, the no cells that I've seen also in these carnival matches um, make sense to the story. You know, they're they're just not you know like they're not pulling an Austin Aries or anything like that. They're no selling to then set up the next move, which then that guy will no sell until you know you're getting ready for your reset or your final sequence there. Um, but no, I, yeah, my God, this this was definitely a. A hands-on all deck. Uh, you need to watch this match. I even sent Dave a snap of this match, thinking, "My God, watch this!" <laughs> it was incredible. This match. I mean, this was. I. I, I mean, there were so many times on the falsies where I was like, "Oh, like I didn't." And I'm like, I I couldn't figure out who's gonna win. I'm like, oh my, are they gonna give Zeus another victory over him? Um, does Miyahara pick up this big momentum win and, you know, take the lead in the block? Eh? Like, it just, oh, God, it was good. Miyahara is so fast. Like, that's the other thing. Like, when, when you can hit multiple running knees against, you know, a, a brick shithouse like Zeus. Oh, yeah, hit blackout knees. German, yeah, and then you hit the strong German, which then Zeus just, you know, not no-sells per se, but just kicks out. And then, you know, again, the momentum switch, you know, or shifts, I should say, you know, it was, was, again, a nice key feature where sometimes that can annoy me, you know, into a match. But when, when two, you know, guys of, of their stature, especially in this company, um, you know, it, it just makes sense because it's just like I'm going to, you know, beat you or if I'm losing to you, it's going to be because I have, you know, my, my breaths are, are limited. Like I have one more breath and, and unfortunately – you know, I'll lift to fight another day. So, I mean, th- this was definitely a, a good, good match. And, wow, I kind of want to watch their, their one from last year now, too, that, that the championship where Zeus won the, uh, in 2018. I mean, it was it, – it's so good, too, because I love how you brought up the, uh, you know, the, 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 the German. But Kento Miyahara is, you know, he's 17, 20, 25 minutes into a match – and he's going to pick a guy up for a deadlift German, and he just stalls them with him. Just just holding him just yeah. straight in the air. And it's like, dude, and then he's going 100 miles an hour with his blackout knees, and he's doing them where he's jumping, hitting you in the face, and then you're bent over, and he takes a back bump out of the, uh, the gold dust, you know, fall on the mat, uppercut punch thing. But he's doing it with a knee, and then he's getting up and running, doing it in the corner. Like, this dude's cardio is mind-blowing. And when you look at Zeus – you know, to me, it's like, oh, that's a guy who's going to be blown up in five minutes. He was still going. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Guys that are very, that yeah. jacked up don't usually keep going like that, and he did. My I, question uh, to you, and it's great that you brought up the cardio aspect, because I think it was might have been either watching this match 
or it might have actually probably been the Will, uh, not Will Osprey, the, the Zack Sabre Jr. Kota Ibushi uh, from the Road 2 show. Or no, not the Road 2. Was no, it was the Sengoku Lord. Spoiler alert, that could be on my uh, match of the year yeah. list. Yeah, uh, definitely on my top five already. Um, but I just kept thinking, I was like, how do you prepare your cardio when you're a wrestler like that? It's not just running on the treadmill. Is it just running the ropes as simple as that? It's, it's a lot of being in that ring because your car, it's the hard part about wrestling cardio. Why? Like I could go work out for two, three months straight, you know, like before a wrestling match. And I'd still, I still sometimes get blown up right away because if you don't pace yourself, because it's so, it's so burst. Like that's why I think cross training, you know, that kind of stuff works, you know, might be the best, like the stuff Rollins does because it's, you're going, it's like you're, what I, what I had started doing at one point was I would jog for like two minutes and then I would sprint for a minute and then I would switch back to jogging for a minute. And then I would sprint again and try to get my heart rate to, to cool down quicker and, and stop beating so fast. It's, it's so stop and go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So guys, hundred percent recommendation. Like I said, this might be my match of the year or, or top three right now. Um, I gotta start writing some of these matches down. Before we get Quick, to your what question, you, what's your top three then? Quick, what's top, your top three? three? Um, this match for sure. Um, I will say the match between Miyahara and Nomura. Ooh. Um, okay. From March nineteenth, and oof, I, I mean Jay White, Okada, Ali Owens, and, and Daniel Bryan. What did I give that? Was that at? I don't remember what show that was. I don't know. I don't. Was that a fast that a, block road lane? Might have been a fast block. Um, I don't even think I wrote <laughs> that down. Guess it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I, the the um, the the match. Oh, that wrestling the match. So you're right. The Okada and Jay White match. Oh my god, um, I still okay. hold on regards to that match. O- Okada and Jay White from the Supercard as well. Was was very good. That's up there for yeah. me. Um, the Kodoka uh, Masashi Takeda match we talked about last week. Yeah. I, there was points I yeah. liked more than their first one, um, and I think the payoff of having Kodoka win was was great. Um, re- it, this won't win, but I think right, but it's definitely in my at least top ten for the ballot sake. Um, the Miyahara Sakamoto versus Tanahashi Yoshitatsu from the Baba Show I thought was just tremendous. Um, God, there's a lot of good stuff. It's it's crazy. I don't have one five star match. Um, you know, it's not as high as the other ones, but still, I mean, four and a half. Uh, Taka, uh, Kanosuke Takashita beating Daisuke Sasaki at the Judgment Show, winning the uh, title okay. was was a tremendous show. God, there's been a lot of good wrestling, man. There's been a lot of really good wrestling. Oh man, that main yeah, that main uh, DDT coming to America. That that I mean, just from the crazy you know aftermath of that match too. Oh my um, That gosh, didn't even yeah. involve the uh, the the heavyweight title. Which by the way, I'm sorry, but that DDT show I I, I kind of rewatched a little bit of it a, a week ago. Um, honestly, could be one of the top shows of the year. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying. Spoiler alert. Um, but what I also so when like when uh, your opening match, he a big death match guy. Because Ooh, I notice a lot, 
Is Isha was Ishikawa a big death match guy? He had done some. I think it was kind of like Sakamoto where he did some, but cut. yeah, it is. He's he's definitely done some. But dude, like yeah. you mentioned the DDT coming to America show, dude. The opening match I went three and three quarters on the Soma Takawa and Tetsuya Endo versus uh, the Shooting Doji, uh, Sakaguchi yeah, and Takanashi. Yeah. Like holy holy shit, your your opener almost gave me four. St- God, I'm looking at the matches. Three and a half. I gave a battle royal three and a half. I never. <laughs> I usually do NA on those. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> you know? the inflatable down. Yes, Yoshiko oh, House. Yeah, I mean. Also, one of my favorite notes uh, from the tournament as well was uh, I put Shuji Ishikawa strikes like a bear hell bent on catching salmon. <laughs> I, I think I'm in love with this guy. I'm just, I'm just like you said, or like I said last year, I was like, whoa, that's me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back, back to that. Sorry, Oji Okabayashi. Well, maybe I could be a mixture. Back to that. <laughs> um, so, so real quick, I'm looking at the the old tag title history from from uh, all Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to twenty, I wish that British chick would shut up. Um, going back from uh, twenty twenty twelve, going forward, just some random teams. Um, Joe Doring and Seiya Sonata were tag champs. It's pretty entertaining. Um, really? We also had uh, Go Shizaki and Kento Miyahara Held the tag titles um, We also had a Strong BJ defeating Kento Miyahara and Jake Lee In a tag title match I'd like to see that <laughs> So there's just a couple like random like oh, That's cool they were a team type thing um, Yeah I'm I'm all in on this tournament I'm I'm glad that we're we're Making the press forward with All Japan Because it's it's another company that's coming out strong and really winning us over. It's like progress was with us at the end of last year. Where we're you know speaking of progress, I got to get I got to get caught up before the uh, the Super Sixteen starts because because uh, Sue Williams wants to come on and talk Super Sixteen. So. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, shit, there's progress. I was like, I'm paying for a progress thing that I haven't watched in, in a few months here. Um, and what's great is uh, Saturday, I think, uh, A, I'm off, and B, uh, it's supposed to snow out here, so everyone's going crazy. And C, um, <laughs> I'm going to be home alone until, like, 4 o'clock. So, right. I, A, we probably can do some nice catching up on some All Japan, but hopefully some, some progress as well. Yeah, we have um, – now, Monday is the uh, the finals. I believe the 28th is the finals of uh, – uh, what you call it of the tournament? Oh, really? So yeah, so it's yeah. Night thirteen just happened. <laughs> so um, right, yeah, thirty. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of yeah. It looks like Progress eighty seven is the last show to happen. Oh wow! Well, that's a hell of a main event. Um. Do you, do you want to know the main event of '87? It kind of it's going to give spoilers on on a title, um, so it's up to you. <laughs> but holy shit, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to catch up yeah, on this. Uh, Sword of Essex defending the tag titles in a TLC match against Aussie Open. What? Oh God. <laughs> And on the undercard, we get a we get one more rematch between CCK and LAX. Wow, 
So, yeah, I'm watching progress tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Before uh, end of game, I'm gonna like I'm gonna get my own uh, end of game here. Jeez, that's awesome. Yeah. So it looks like uh, so progress. We watched that. So there's five progress shows that have happened since the Duke La Prague away kit. Um, so not too bad. Holy not too shit. much to watch. Really? There's been five. Yeah, there was uh, yeah, 83, 84, 85, 86, and 87. It was on 86. Anything crazy on this one? Ooh, South Pacific Power Trip's back, finally. That's good. Um, this does, this, <laughs> do not resuscitate against Anti-Fun, please. Uh, Laura DiMatteo, oh, Ginny, nice. and Casey Owens against Nina Samuels, Millie McKenzie, and Sessions, and Moth Martina. Um, Team White Wolf, which I'm guessing is uh, Carlos Roma, or whatever his name is, an A-Kid, against Mark Haskins and Jimmy Havoc. Eddie Dennis, DJ Z, Chris Ridgeway versus Spike Trevay, Austin Theory in progress against Trent Seven, and then uh, South Pacific Power Trip versus El Fantasmo, Angelico, and Jordan Devlin. That's pretty so, damn awesome. Um, you know what's so, not awesome is uh, apparently the wrestling landscape in the Chicagoland area, um, yes, as we're kind of on. referring to a little earlier. Uh, I just randomly, you know, went on Twitter. You know, it's kind of hard, you know, with us being on our sabbatical, uh, you know, yeah. and, and especially with uh, with Endgame, you know, happening as I'll be leaving the theater. Um, yeah, in about 24 hours, actually, um, since my show's at 940. Oh, um, Dick, mine's at 11. <laughs> it was the, the only, only show that had, like, two seats available that wasn't in the front row. So I was like, all right, bye. Bye. I'm buying. Um, no, but uh, you know, I'm a you know, I'm a fan of all ego. Ethan Page, you know, definitely um, has that that awesomeness to him. Um, and then I just saw you know a tweet, you know, as you know from uh, at official uh, ego, I believe is uh, is the gimmick there. Um, but all ego. Ethan Page, Ethan Page, you know, caught my attention by hey, you know, it's okay to wrestle for multiple companies in same city, right? unless you signed an agreement contract that states otherwise. Don't let someone else dictate where you work unless they're willing to pay for exclusive uh, exclusivity. Own yourself. Don't sell out for fake hype. And I was like, huh, I got into a little wormhole. And then his next tweet, I've also given AAW the option to cancel me on their Texas event for May 31st. They announced me already, so I'll, announce, so I'll honor the date. But I couldn't care less working for them at this point. When can we take the power back for the guys and girls in wrestling? So essentially what has happened is AAW Pro, a legitimate Chicago, well not legitimate, I didn't mean yep. to say that, but you know, a Chicago no, they you know, are. wrestling they're a, they're a super indie. organization. That's a super indie. They're on the, prog- you know, the progress, you know, kind of uh, on demand service. You know, they have a lot of that stuff, you know. Let, let, uh, let, me, you know. let me say this real quick to you before you keep going. Um, for those of you who don't know AAW as Alex is putting over, they're like, I think they're a step below PWG as a U.S. super indie. Like, I think yeah, if you okay. put PWG at the top, I think they're right below that. They're a very big company. No, and, and they are. And, and I think, you know, especially, and, and I don't know, again, if if they're just kind of looking at the book. But, you know, of course, with that John Oliver, you know, uh, 
from HBO um, where you had that little segment on the WWE and, you know, their usage of their employees, a.k.a. independent contractors, health insurance, you know, just basic everyday human rights that, you know, sometimes it seems like, wow, why is Raising Cane's all over my computer? What did you do, Ryan? Um, that's so <laughs> creepy. Um, I'm not even near one by like 800 miles. That's really weird. Uh, get the man's order right. How can you, you know, mess up plain chicken tenders? Come on, Raising Cane's. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, it was it was just really, really interesting. So basically, you know, they, they are pulling a, a McMahon where they're telling talent that they cannot work any companies like Warrior Wrestling, Freelance, um, and, and I believe, uh, let me get the other gimmick here, um, and Black Label Pro, you know, which are all, you know, pretty big companies. I mean, hell, we love Warrior Wrestling. We love being a part, you know, of Warrior Wrestling, you know, two and four there. Um, you know, awesome people with um, with Steve and, and uh, I don't believe I saw Marco there last time. But anyways, you know, very cool people. They're pulling on a family-friendly event that is getting over, which is great. You know, it's not like they run, you know, every month obviously they're running a little bit more sooner you know as as they didn't last year but again because they're gaining good momentum again wrestling should be wrestling that was the thing when AEW or AEW came out um you know and especially with you know the Bucks and Cody doing it with all in where it's like hey wrestling's a giant community we gotta help each other out we gotta learn from the mistakes of what they're doing down at Stanford um but it seems like AEW Pro is is trying to you know kind of hold hold that, you know, to them. So, you know, obviously, you know, Ethan Page is going through that. They pulled, you know, the Rascals, you know, from Warrior Wrestling 5, which they were announced to be a part of a, a fun six-man scramble. Um, you know, so, you know, Warrior Wrestling posted that earlier today. You know, it's out of their control. It's unfortunate. Hell, I would have loved to have seen the Rascals again, you know, kind of, you know, oh, wow. uh, you know not being a part of the I didn't catch team, the Rascals you know, thing. So, so they were pulled. They're they're working the AEW Pro show that's going to happen the night before. You know, like we're talking about. You know, going to Ring of Honor and of course, you know, Warrior Wrestling on Mother's Day. Of course, we got to ask our significant others first. Um, but you know, <laughs> when I saw that AEW Pro was having a show the night before, I was like, oh god, we have to go. You know, Saturday then we have to go to that show. That's got to be. You know, it's going to be awesome. Um, you know, and then you know, just seeing that lineup. But you know. I don't know what this means for you, you know, for me, it, it, as well as wrestling Twitter, you know, kind of went off, you know, there was, there's been huge debates, you know, happening, you know, kind of, you know, with Ethan page, I, I would say kudos to him for kind of calling that out, calling them out, but just the situation, um, obviously you're, you know, a, a wrestling promoter, you know, you have a great mind for the sport of professional wrestling. Um, you've been in that position before, what are your thoughts on, on that, you know, kind of them putting, you know, a, a stranglehold on their talent, especially without a contract? I mean, I don't know if they have signed exclusive contracts, but oh. if they don't, do you think that's fair for them to say, hey, if you work them, we're not going to book you? No. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Unfortunately, Ace Austin and the Rascals have chosen to bail on Warrior Ace Wrestling Austin 5 uh, in Chicago Heights due to external pressures. Yeah. Huh. That sucks. And I um, love Ace Austin. He he caught my eye from being there at Warrior Wrestling. Because before that, I wouldn't have told you who Ace Austin was. I would have been like, you mean Darby Allen? But Ace Austin is awesome. And it just sucks that he's, you know, kind of just getting pulled 
you know, same thing with the Rascals or other talent, you know, with Ethan Page, you know, from Warrior Wrestling. You know, again, with them trying to start and do something positive, you know, scholarships for, you know, students where they're taking talent. How how does that affect, you know, again, the state of wrestling? You know, obviously, you know, with Chicago kind of being in the news with the uh with <laughs> with the costume uh the costume ninja that appeared at the Milwaukee show. Yes, I know it's a different state, but let's be real, Milwaukee, Chicago Junior, it's only a couple of hours away. But <laughs> it was a f- you know, well, favor I for think- uh, good old a steal there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I'm even seeing, you know, Rob Page, you know, tweeted as well. I remember that shit happening in Minnesota when I first got started. I thought it was dumb then. I think it's even dumber now. What do you think? Um, I can, I can definitely speak from. I'm trying to think of how to the best way to say it. They have a streaming service. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this without getting too much into it. I guess is the best way to say it. Um, when I left a a company that I wrestled for in 2004 and joined a company that ended up becoming MCW, um, I. I was told by both companies essentially that I was not allowed to work for the other company. Um, this was when I was champion of the MCW company before I ran it. And as a lot of the guys were mad at the former company I wrestled for, we actually left and joined the MCW company. Um, I wanted to go back and do a match in NIW. NIW is the company. I wanted to go back and do a match for them with uh, with my old tag partner as a favor. Uh, it was a big match because it was when they kind of were merging with MPW, which is the school that trained Lesnar and Eric Cannon was the, one of the trainers there. And all, you know, it was the big company in Minnesota. And Darren Corbin started there, who's becoming a pretty big deal. And I got pressured to not go wrestle for that company because they didn't like the people. And then I wanted to book some of the NIW guys like Brian and Mikey on my shows. And they were all told if you go and wrestle those shows, then you can't ever wrestle for us again. And we kind of had that in an awkward relationship happening. And it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is we're we're not even getting paid some of these days. Um, so that was a little awkward. Um, when I was when I wrestled I mean, like, my first, like we talked about before, like we talked about before. Too sorry to cut you off here. Where you yeah, know no Ethan problem. Page, you know, where it's not like he, he's with Impact, I believe, right? So um, my if he's doing is, Impact stuff. So my thing is, is, if he's not being told no by them, what makes AAW Pro? Like you said, it's the PWG, you know, of Chicago, what have you. But what gives them the right to even do that? I mean, but sorry, continue. Well, and, and I guess so. Then the other thing was uh, um, when I started in when I did my first CWI show at North Dakota, um, you know, Mercer was was it was the initial stages of it, and he wanted to, all of us to sign contracts, and where we were exclusive to EWI, he was going to run very frequently um 
he wanted to do eight by tens where we would get a cut of them and he would get to keep the profits otherwise, but you know, we would still get part of the merch um, by signing the contract. We, he, he was the one who was allowed to make our wrestling merch. We couldn't make our own. And then he would give us a cut of them. And it was basically a mini WWE. Um, I never did it. I refused to do it. And for eight people, you know, yeah, I don't, I mean, it never ended up any, it never ended up happening. But I mean, it was it was something he really wanted to do, and I was like, mm. so I mean, ironically, I've been you know three three companies I've mainly wrestled for over the years, and I had issues intertwining essentially with all of them. And think of the level that we were on compared to what AEW is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, oh, that's what I was going to say. So, you know, how you were talking, of, you know, a few shows ago where I was just like, you know, is it worth it to, you know, uh, you know, if you're on like a main show, like, say, you know, Impact, and then you're doing, you know, smaller shows, but yet they want cuts of that, you know, and then, or, you know, they, they only get like 50, I forgot how, how that, you know, debate kind of went on, where it's just like, if you're only making a hundred dollars or so, why are you trying to stronghold them and, and not let them make a living, you know, by mm-hmm. doing other shows? You know, I, I think he, he has a point. If you're going to withhold me now, all of a sudden from doing these two or three or four shows within a weekend, then pay me for, you know, like I'm working four shows with this, you know, contract. If if the streaming services and the tickets, obviously AEW Pro is selling out, you know, pretty much every show. You know, I mean, when you got the Sammy Callahan's there, that shit's gonna sell. But my thing is, is then why aren't they giving these wrestlers money then? If they're gonna, you know, or do you think that is what's going to happen? You know, if, <sighs> if this, you know, what's a good resolution per se? I don't know. I just, I don't. Because you can't have I don't, WWE springing up all of a sudden. No, and I don't understand how independent companies like that can truly think they can get away with doing something like that, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that you guys have money to, to, to put these people on your show, which you're paying, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you have them like I get the contract thing, but it's not like, um, it's tough, man. It's tough. Like, I don't even really have a good answer. Well, maybe we'll have to, uh, try to reach out to AEW pro. Yeah. That's, dude, that's a really good idea. Seriously. Send them a, send them a, send them an email. I mean, I like to see you know, kind of, kind of get both sides here. But you know, that that'll be kind of into the future, as is the rest of the uh, the All Japan uh, Champions Carnival 2019. Which, like you were saying, Ryan, as I've been alluding to, I am geeking out. This is some fun stuff, fresh stuff. Um, you know, again, it, it gets me out of my mindset of what I thought 
Japanese wrestling was, you know, hell, even four or five years ago, um, where I thought it was just brawny dudes just clotheslining and headbutting. Uh, <laughs> it's just beautiful poetry. I mean, it's strong style to the nth degree. That's why we're strong style media, baby. Search us on all the streaming platforms, your iTunes, your Stitchers, your iHeartRadios, um, et cetera, et cetera, by searching strong style media or WrestleCast Radio. Uh, don't forget also ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast uh, and on Twitter at uh, WrestleCast underscore SSM. You know, again, that strong style, bringing the hits. Um, but no, it's it's just, it's, it's crazy. You know, right when we see wrestling fans, you know, as we said last year, starting with All In, you know, as I was like, it's, it's Woodstock, it's you know, a, a rebirth, you know, a phoenix rising of, of the wrestling scene, you know, grasping. And then you have this kind of start trickling down. And then hearing about other states, you know, kind of doing the same thing. You know, Minnesota, you know, being one of them, which I'm kind of surprised to hear that. Um, or hell, even bum blank, you know, North Dakota. Um, God, that really is irritating. I think you remember... I remember you telling me that, and I laughed. I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, it's it's just in, obscene. And, you know, do, do you think now this takes a step back with wrestlers and wrestling fans where it becomes more conglomerate again, you know, instead of where everyone's like freedom, you know, and, and you know, just all around, you know, alternatives. Do you think it's, that will affect that? Landscape? It's weird because with all – all elite wrestling becoming, you know, the bigger, you know, big deal like it is, you know, AAA popped their biggest TV number yeah. ever. Five, they did a 5.4 with the Bucks um, and Lucha Bros on the show. I mean, it says what the Bucks drawing power is. Um, and, and we knew the results, what, three weeks ago, maybe? But did you hear, my... or did you read, um, did you see the stats too? There were they said the last time a Raw got that rating was like the night after Mania, like I think it was Mania thirty one, and it had no relevance, no good matches or anything. And that was the last time it equaled that rating Triple A did <laughs> from a match that happened weeks ago. How pathetic and telling is that? Oh, it's dude, it's well, and it it start it's confusing to me because like, you know, we had the the thing with progress in WWE, and then we had the ROH yeah. stuff, in New Japan with All Elite, and now it's just where we thought the boom was going to happen with all these things working and everybody going together and you know making a stand and you know everyone can be wrestling type thing. It's almost like it's just this is a step back. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see where where this goes from here. I'm curious now that you told me this. I'm, like I'm I'm thinking about it. I just I don't know where it goes. I, uh, as long as the guys are getting money, or guys and girls, I shouldn't or gals, sorry, women. Um, I should say as long as they're getting compensated for what they do, you know, especially you know with. I mean, let's be real, gymnasium. Events are are selling out, if not close to selling out. I mean, I don't know how EWI is doing, but every other you know show that we've been to or seen or watched or heard, you know, it seems like it's it's more than your twelve you know people in 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 the crowd. 
you know, that aren't, you know, related to a wrestler or the promoter or, you know, whatnot, where it just seems like there's more and more ticket prices. Hell, they used to average, what, $10, $15. Now I see them for 30 to 40 bucks. Hell, you can yeah. get front row for 70 bucks. So, I mean, obviously the talent is there. And I think that's one of the bigger things is, is so many of these kids are talented. Hell, look at the, uh, the AEW signs, uh, signees, I should say, um, where uh, they, they signed a tag team, uh, I want to say, uh, just a day or so ago. Um, and, and one of them's not even of age to drink. Um, God, what do they call, like, the not party people, but um, I'll look that up here in a second. But uh, damn you, what culture. Um, <laughs> but no, culture. I, uh, you know, it just, it's, yeah. I saw something else that they wrote, and I wanted to, put you in or I wanted to let you know but I was like if I tag you it might bring you to a different wrestling site so let's just stop there but no I um you know we're we're you know they're they're signing good young talent but it's just uh, I don't know the yeah it'll be interesting where they go it's 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 a shame that they're they're kind of going that way I don't know if it's for you know protecting them um I, I don't know long story short find the rascals at home that's all I got. Yeah, we'll find them a well, permanent home then. I no, mean, but, let's hope, you know, it's just let's it, hope the all elite thing can happen with you know with the OWE thing with them maybe. True, true. God, that would be so nuts. Just oh my god, just Pac versus all of them. That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> no, I yeah, it's it's interesting. Obviously, we will keep on on tail of of this ongoing saga and the independent scene. Uh, do we even, yeah, I guess it's still independent, but anyways, it's, it's interesting. Um, hopefully it gets Holy transfixed. Shit. Hopefully AEW will. Yes. Um, I did not mean to, to, uh, to cut you off. Um, uh, breaking news here. Kind of, uh, I finally, uh, went, damn, I kind of wish we were going, uh, we were going to be at Starcast now. Um, they just announced the newest um, appearing at StarCast for a meet and greet. Um, yep. Uh, do, do you know where I'm going with this? Did he main event Super Brawl 1? Uh, I mean, that'd be tight. Um, he did He did arguably have the greatest match in Ring of Honor history with Samoa Joe, if that's the same guy Ooh. you're thinking of. Uh, pro wrestling legend Kenta Kobashi is going to be at StarCast. Holy shit! Oh, really? That's it. Who? Are, which one were you talking about? Oh, um, God. Well, sorry, I was just listening to the uh, the what happened when um, I just started uh, getting over my uh, not dislike because I love Tony Schiavone on that show, but you know, of course, how we got the shaft during last year's rest, uh, Starcast where he was supposed to be a guest. So I'm not oh, gonna lie, man. I. Um, Stop to watch it or listening to uh, what happened when. Uh, but no, they also announced. Um, so they were talking about Super Brawl one today, um, and then also uh, they announced um, for Starcast this year as well uh, that Tatsumi Fujinami is going to be there. Whoa, God! But also, a... but yeah, I forgot Kenta Kobayashi was also one of the yeah the name that they just announced today as well. So two Japanese literal legends uh, will be appearing at Starcast in Vegas. So Holy we got to go now. <laughs> well, I, I saw, I just saw a mini spoiler, but I don't, 
I don't know the winners, so it's not a spoiler. Um, but Alan Forel, mm-hmm. he does a lot of a lot of uh, good writing. Um, he, he he tweeted. Uh, this was the first tweet from. Uh, uh, okay, it says um, Okabayashi is starting this Zeus match like a man possessed, um, and then he, and then he says he did it again. What on earth? That was amazing too. Back to back nights at a small hotel hall in Sapporo, and back to back five star matches. April 20th and 21st are the days that Yuji Okabayashi became a legend in my eyes while wow, I am utterly awesome. stunned. Well, I can't wait to get to those shows after what I, what I just <laughs> see at that. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, I didn't even think of the possibilities of Okabayashi and Zeus, and that just made me. Uh, and who's to say the next, the next night? It's, what if it's Okabayashi versus Miyahara? Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy piss! Don't tease me, man. Don't tease me. Um, God, there was speaking there was of sarcasm, something... by the way. What do you think of uh, speaking of strongholding? Um, WWE pulling the Undertaker and uh, and Kurt Angle, who's not even wrestling anymore, um, out of Starcast too. What, what are your thoughts on that? And just saying. Yeah, we could send you anyone, but not anyone on the main roster. And then Conrad Thompson, you know, saying, hey, why don't you, Vince, Trips, or Steph, come on? We'll donate all the proceeds to Connor's Cure. And he said he was going to match it. Didn't hear anything. Then he requested, hey, can we get Shawn Michaels to come to StarCast, too? Because, hey, when you have Bret Hart there, Ric Flair there, and I don't know, Scott Hall there, so many different panels that could work on there. And he's not wrestling. And they haven't, you know, said anything there. I mean, don't you think that's kind of a bish move, if I may use a term from Katy Perry? I I thought, I didn't know they pulled him from, I thought they pulled him from a couple of things, but I didn't know they pulled him from StarCast. Pulled it from Starcast, as well as they pulled uh, Taker from his appearance that he signed way, way many months ago, as he did with the Starcast appearance. Um, I still remember that picture at a uh, 6 a.m. Uh, I don't know if it was a helicopter, but private plane ride. Um, but yeah, he pulled. They pulled Taker from doing the Q and A in England, um, as well that he was charging twenty five thousand dollars an hour for. <laughs> Um, that set up, they had, I mean, people were paying 400 to a couple grand just to hear, you know, the dead man talk. Um, and they said, no, he's not doing it because he signed a new contract that prohibits for them to watch it uh, or to, to speak, you know, which is ridiculous because the man is in his 50s um, and he can't even do a damn Q&A. So Mick Foley, God bless him, comes to the rescue, says he'll do the Q&A part, and Taker can only sit there and take pictures and autographs. I don't even know if they'll allow him to take pictures, but what kind of BS is that? They signed a contract, they did this and that, and then for them to say, no, they can't say, you know, an hour worth of, you know, communication. I just, you know, it's, it's 2019, for God's sakes. Well, it blows my mind that Undertaker... With with all the clout he has and the stroke he has, that he just put his tuck, he tucked his tail between his legs. Went, oh, okay, Ben, sorry. Yeah. Like, Ridiculous, what did they pay man. him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what did he get paid? Do you think it's the <laughs> Lesnar numbers? Look, dude, they had to have gave him something to not do that. 
I mean, if you thought Warrior Wrestling's post about the Rascals was a little uh, a little heated, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely look into that Comrade Thompson thing. God, you know, just so ridiculous that they're they're doing this again. Wrestling is for everyone, right? Yeah, Let it's it supposed to be. Um, God. Man, I, on a positive note, on a, a scale of one to a million, how excited are you for Avengers Endgame tomorrow? Pretty, pretty, pretty damn excited. Um, I, I wanted, I was going to say this too, um, real fast. I'm trying to see if, uh, do, do you, re, do we remember what, what that no legs dude name was? Was his name like Dustin Thomas or something like that? No, I never found out his name because all the crowd chanted was no legs. So, um, um, I wonder, God, I'm going to keep, keep scrolling through here. I'm trying to, damn, I'm really trying to see if that was his name. Um, anyway, the game changer has a show tomorrow, um, that has, uh, Marco stunt versus Jimmy Lloyd. Um, Nick Gage is on it versus somebody. Steve Carino versus Homicide, I think, is on the show. Gringo Loco <laughs> versus Ophidian. It says the return of Dustin Thomas, who I thought was no legs, but also Joey Janela taking on Tony Deppin. Whoa, that's going to be awesome. Shout out yeah. to Tony Deppin. And then the other thing I saw just now, um, the New Japan tweeted this 17 minutes ago. Uh, two fire emojis, Liger and Suzuki at war, two more fire emojis. Uh, apparently at the Road to Duntaku Night 8 last night, yes. Taguchi, Tiger Mask, yes. and Jushin Liger wrestled Desperado, Kanemaru, and Suzuki. Liger says, I can't stand to be in the same ring as him. Suzuki said, what you do, it's a costume show for Max, masked freaks. Says there's no stopping this blood feud. Liger's goal before finishing his own career, maybe to end Suzuki's. And then, and then on the Whoa. YouTube page, it says Liger and Suzuki won't quit until one is forced out of the company. Whoa, that's going to, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I yeah. heard that they were going to be doing a match, so I didn't know which one because there's a lot of road to shows, and I was like, oh, okay. How do I not want to be spoiled? Yeah. Yes, I did hear that, uh, that Minoru uh, is hell-bent on, on – pretty much ending uh, Liger's career a little earlier uh, before the Dome. Maybe do you think they wait to have that match at the Dome? Oh, man. Or is too far into the future? Probably too far in the future, but you could still try to delay it. Um, It says Liger and Suzuki are set to explode, um, and messages have been sent loud and clear between opponents. Check out the report from the April Corican show. And he's, he's got Liger in the crowd putting him in an arm bar with, like, a guardrail over him. Do you think Black Liger comes back? Oh, good God. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. If Demetrius ever became a rapper, could his name be uh, Black Liger? That's a tight-ass name. Dude, I'm, like, enthralled now trying to, like, find some of this stuff. Um, Like, what, what might happen? Man. I am... I am blown away by this. Um, they're going to announce the um, the whoever X is. I think at Duntaku is on the fourth. Who uh, Phantasmo? 
Yeah, that's what I'm guessing it'll be. And they, they've announced, too, for the War of the Worlds in Toronto, Silas Young versus Yuji Nagata. Oh, wow. I wish... Uh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, 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 in Buffalo, right? Yeah, when I saw that match, I was like, that's just old school right there. That's like, uh, you know, WCW New Japan, like in 1991. Like, that's that type of match that would have happened. But it's going to be awesome. Maybe we get CM, I mean, the masked wrestler to come back. Did you see that clip, by the way, um, over at MKE with uh, no. the alleged go to sleep? Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh, was you did the, it? Uh, that was the, uh, uh, well, you know, I needed some extra cash. Um, that was the, hey, uh, hey, uh, A Steel here. Hey, uh, Phil, could you do me a favor? Uh, <laughs> just want to come out and do something. Like, and now, and he's liking the Young Bucks tweets and replying to their, their tweets. Like, is he getting the itch? I think so. I mean, he, uh, well, funny thing, too, is uh, Vince McMahon apparently refollowed AJ Lee and CM Punk. Whatever that means, whatever red herring that's supposed to be. But uh, <laughs> I think so. I think, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's being more more vocal. Granted, unless it's against uh, Cole Cabana, who he called, a, uh, I think, a steaming pile of shit. Um, the other day when replying to Ron Funches of, hey, what will it take for you to get on my podcast? Um <laughs> which was really funny. I would definitely recommend checking that Twitter exchange out. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it would be awesome, to be honest with you. Um, I I think the world needs it in a weird way. Um, I I don't know if we need any truth bombs as of late, but, I mean, if if he – comes out at the end. I don't think I don't think the Jacksonville show, since I think that's more, which is a great you know show for AEW, uh, you know for it being a a show with proceeds you know going you know to to charity there uh, for for you know uh, ending gun violence and whatnot, uh, which is again a great cause. But I think if he comes out in Vegas to set up for their show, you know for for uh, All In Two. I think that, A, will get asses into the seats. And I think maybe then, don't call me crazy, but I think then you could either go to the Allstate and or United Center and be a little bit more ballsy. And I think you sell that some bitch out. Where yeah. I don't care if you put Punk versus Omega, Punk versus Page, Punk versus almost anybody on that roster. Hell, you could even have a tag match. Uh, unfortunately, Cole Gabbana will not be his partner. Um, as he did call um, uh, him a greedy, steaming pile of ungrateful snake shit. Uh, well, allegedly, I should say, allegedly, um, since he was nameless, but let's be real. Um, so, yeah, it'll, I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you want to sell 20,000-plus seats, you get Phil Brooks, and you say whatever you want. Tony Khan, uh, you know, he, he did an interview um, recently, and in the headline, it said he talks, you know, the five-year, you know, plan for AEW, you know, and what we expect at, you know, Double or Nothing, and oh yes, CM Punk. So, yeah, he said I mean, it, he envisioned Punk. He envisioned Punk as the the first person to sign to that company when he was gonna when he wanted to start his own. Oh my gosh, that would have been awesome. That that was like yeah, his I mean, that, initial. 
um, initial, uh, what you call it, like yeah. my my idea to start a company was from her, or was from him. Um, from him? I thought yeah, you meant a like, musical artist. <laughs> no, it's like I want to I want to sign. Um, like I want to sign and start a company with CM Punk as like my go-to. God, Omega and Punk. Be crazy, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm daydreaming. Like I, I would <laughs> probably cry of excitement, <laughs> like before the match. <laughs> so two things announced for War of the Worlds in Chicago. Uh, Girls of Destiny defending the tag titles against the Briscoes, and then Lij Evil and Sonata against Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata. Yuji Nagata, be kidding me! I, I <laughs> like that match. That could be pretty damn fun. Um, the uh, only other announced New Japan talents that are listed as signed to compete are the New Japan LA Dojo Young Lions, Alex Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks, Hiroki Goto, and Hikuleo. Ew. <laughs> Noah Nao. <laughs> he said, "Ooh." No lighter coming. Maybe Suzuki takes him out beforehand. Damn you, Minoru! Did <laughs> did you? Uh, man, I gotta. Oh, it's it's not. It's just comments. Um. I was thinking, I, Grills of Destiny is definitely dropping those titles to Briscoes immediately. They they kind of they did like a little insult promo talking about, you know, they don't even want to win these titles after ROH continues to run their horseshit booking and just throw the titles in the corner and left the interview <laughs> after the uh, they're like they're like you guys are gonna do a work shoot um, and not tell anybody involved. Um, you should be thankful that the Briscoes didn't kill them. This company sucks, and they walked away. Wow. <laughs> Something along those lines. My, my, other, my other aspect, too, with that is, I mean, obviously the Enzo and Cass, or whatever the bullshit acronyms that they're making, calling themselves now, the lowercase G and a asterisk or whatever, um, with, with them not being signed to Ring of Honor, and them doing, you know, kind of those BS shoot YouTube videos, that means that they're probably coming out of one of these World World shows, right? Possibly oh, God. in that tag match in Chicago. <laughs> well, Which they're called... Then, if you saw Enzo More, would you do the Spider-Man meme with him? Be like, ah, and then punch him in the face? <laughs> Hell no, man. I don't look like Enzo More. You must be tripping. Man, when you had that beard and if your hair was growing out and dyed bleach <laughs> like it was 2004... I don't know, man. Hey, I never had lions or tiger spots or whatever, cheetah spots on my head. Uh, speaking of these guys, um, it's NZO is their name is his name Enzo, and then Kaz with a Z, uh, Kaz XL, um, and they're called oh. the Free Agents with a big with an uppercase Z as the Z at the end. Well, unfortunately, they're going to be free agents for probably a long, long time. Um, if Impact they, isn't calling you, man, I'm sorry, but just stop. Go away. The um, Kaz XL and Enzo, the free agents, um, blah, 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 blah is on their shirt. And then it says hashtag off script. And then it says you can feel when it's real. 
That's their T-shirt they have. And on the back, it's got two microphones in a circle, and it says, Get Dropped. Oh, my God. Yuck. <laughs> Spending way too much time in those, uh, in those booty clubs there. Enzo, whatever the hell, BS. Oh, good God. And again, wow, that's that's yuck. <laughs> I'd rather watch more Jake Lee matches than that. Jeez, terrible. <laughs> uh, we uh, so they just finished night thirteen, guys. We're we're uh, I'm halfway caught up. Uh, we're behind. Yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep trucking and try to get close. I mean, hey, maybe we can catch up enough to get to the get to the finals, or maybe we'll just only maybe we can get you the the results a week later or later in the next week. So hopefully we can we can make a strong push. I figure if I did sixty seven hours of Game of Thrones in a couple of weeks, I can do I can do six hours of all Japan catch up. And so, who knows, guys? Maybe before Game of Thrones this Sunday. We'll we'll get you a, an end game review, and we'll also uh, I don't know maybe talk about the next three nights. Uh, just do another quick. Well, this was going to be a quick show, according to Ryan, but uh, this was a fun show, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I I I apparently am a liar because it's it's we haven't been on air for forty five minutes, so we're just being recorded for downloadable reasons. Um, it says we only okay. have fifteen minutes of recording left, as we've been going for two hours and forty five minutes. So. Uh, the quick show uh, was apparently a juke, um, and it was meant to be a long show to make up for the delay in the, the week. So. <laughs> but look, this is, this is how it always goes. We say we're going to go short, and then we start talking about how much we're enjoying something in wrestling, and then next thing you know, it's been two hours. And then we get That's on rant. And unfortunately, our rant started at the two-hour and ten-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> so... Good stuff as always. Uh, be on the lookout on social media. We'll have we'll, we'll get this advertised. Alex is usually good when I get the shows just randomly made up. He's usually already got everything on there. So I apologize for the shit description. Um, Alex will take care of it. I'm also putting the pressure on him to handle it now since I, I kind of just put over how good he is at doing it. So uh, it's like impromptu volunteering. <laughs> Somebody apologize. Well, <laughs> but, give me uh, that Twitter password because I need that for the laptop because I have no idea what that is. So, hey, all our Twitter fans, uh, make sure to check out that link tomorrow uh, over at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Ryan, what else do you got, sir, besides Endgame, Endgame, Endgame? Uh, I'm going to go play a little Mortal Kombat before I go to sleep. Um, but Endgame tomorrow. Um do your finisher for your creator uh, for your creator combat. Uh, would it be uh, the the finisher of Damian Lillard hitting that bonkers thirty foot shot? Oh like man, I, I want to do a sportscast radio and just just to trash Paul George with him going. That was a terrible shot. That was a terrible shot, man. I know it went in, but that was a terrible. Sh- All people are going to remember is that's a terrible shot. Damian Lillard in the playoffs. Yeah, he's he eight for twelve. Both Lillard and Paul George have access to looking at scoreboards. Um, he barely yep. deed Lillard up like he thought he was going to drive on him with two seconds left. You're an idiot. Pay attention. Um, mm-hmm. And to say that, that was a bad shot, that was a bad shot. That's all that's people are going to remember. No, he was four for four from shots that were over thirty feet 
deep in that game. And in the playoffs, he's shooting 67%. He's 8 for 12 from 30 to 37-foot shots. And over the course of the season, he shot 39%, 20 for 51 from 30 feet plus. He's been doing this shit all year, and he just knocked yeah. you out of the playoffs. And Paul George is now, now, I think, pissed off because he's going, I just signed my extension. <laughs> Russell, Russell Westbrook is I love Westbrook, but I'm starting to realize and admit he's not a number one. And and don't at me with, well, he got a triple double all year. That's great. He shot 31 shots and they lost. That's not a number one. I, anybody can stat stuff. Ricky Davis got himself a, a, a triple double by getting his own rebound off a off a purposeful missed shot. People can stat stuff. I don't care. Paul George is, is this is his team now. And he's realizing I'm just like in Indiana where now I'm the star without any firepower because Westbrook's going to be making 41 and $43 million in the next couple of years with that big ass contract. They ain't going to have money to sign nobody. (laughs) See, that's what I was going to say. I wish we had a WrestleCast uh, uh, tomorrow to do because I got so many hot takes for the, from the Lakers and for this NBA playoffs. I'm a little disappointed. Sportscast is back, and there's not a NFL draft show tomorrow. That's a first. There isn't. No. Well, there hasn't been a show in what a couple of weeks. Yeah. My God, there's not a draft. Oh my gosh. Yep, it's the first time in four years. How you work? It's gonna say we can do a quick draft, but I'll be at Endgame at like eight o'clock just Mm -hmm. to be excited. Yeah, and I will be. The draft will be starting while I'm at work. Oh my God, the streak is over. Yeah, I know. I'm bummed. We got to take that issue back. Well, we'll see you yeah. next week with the uh, all new WrestleCast Radio and SportsCast <laughs> Radio. Um, and also be on the lookout for a sneak preview of Low Carb Weekend, which I'm not even ketoing anymore, bro. So maybe that show will change. But uh, I think me and the missus oh. are going to be doing a little end game review. Uh, just you know, a short little thing. So. Be on the lookout for that. So, and, um, and shout well, out, thank you, Ryan. Uh, uh, IFC Brock Myers season three's out, y'all. <laughs> I love me some Hank Azaria. Uh, I got to give that show shit. a chance. You and Dave, it's awesome. uh, I always talk about that show. Hey, yeah, the, the first episode, the first five minutes of the first episode might be the funniest and greatest intro to a, a TV series ever. If you watch five, <laughs> just watch the first five minutes and you will be hooked. I promise. Nice, you. nice. <laughs> oh man! Love Good night, it. Folks. <laughs> this was uh, this was WrestleCast uh, one hour aftermath uh, over over overcast or whatever aftercast uh, potpourri edition. <laughs> Love overcast it. radio, <laughs> bitch! All right, guys, we'll be back soon. Cheese, cheese.